This stuff is grim. So in a nutshell, a Dubai porta potty is a woman, usually an Instagram model, who gets flown out to Dubai by a rich Emirati who pays them to do horrible, horrible things. And I'm not just talking about Fifty Shades action here. In the Persian Gulf, this gets real weird. American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. gentlemen welcome back to the all-american savage show podcast i am your host john burke here back from the new year uh and it feels good to be back it's uh man how long have been gone too long buddy too long too long it feels good to be home feels good to be back yeah and my camera's already fucked up and i got it fixed awesome awesome oh my god how was your christmas uh it was good it was good we went up to ohio you did go yeah how was that Cold. <laughs> like a well, thank you. Punch thank you in the face of winter. <clears throat> How long were you up there for? Uh, we left on the twenty third, just Thursday, and we came back on Tuesday. That so, ain't that ain't bad. No, it's not bad. That's not bad. No, we all stayed at my mom's house. So we haven't had a big family Christmas like that. In I know a you're long telling time. me about that. You said that uh, your family was back together for the first time in a very, very long time. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, getting ready to coordinate schedules to get mm-hmm. together, you know, yeah. when everybody lives out of state. So, but it was a lot of fun. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's good. It's Kids good. You had a good Christmas. That's good. Kids got to see a white Christmas for the first time. Oh, that's awesome. That's bad. Got to experience a real yeah. cold winter. Yeah. Now we got back to Texas and it's like 70s. Dude, what the hell? What the hell? Like before we left, like right when I took off, I think I left like on the 23rd, um, the cold front was hitting. Yeah. It was that for everybody, uh, everybody knows, like even people over in Europe heard about it. Really? That, that, that Arctic cold front that was pushing down from Canada, hitting all of America. And a lot of those guys over there were like, kind of like, wow, you just missed it. But dude, like we left our faucets dripping. I went out and bought a generator. I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking around this year. I am not fucking around. Like I'm turning into a prima donna in my old age and I really don't give a shit. And it's like, I'm not going <laughs> to live in a house that's like negative 18 degrees in there burning shit to stay warm. It's not going to happen. So. But yeah, that's that's good. What'd you do for New Year's? <clears throat> Just hung out, played Stayed. Uno. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Simmer down, Andrew Tate. Simmer down. I good know. lord. We, got, we went crazy. <laughs> yeah, was, You're so we white. Watched the movie, You're so white. Watched the uh, college football games. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, we're rooting for Ohio State, obviously, and mm-hmm. it was a little, di- little bit disappointing there at the end, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? At least Michigan didn't win, right? <clears throat> I'm going to sit here and pretend like I even know what the fuck you're talking about because I have no clue. I didn't watch any of the games. Really? <clears throat> no. That's all right. Oh, my God. If I sound like I'm dying, I am. I This morning, we started out the new year doing hit training, and I haven't done hit training, high-intensity interval training, God, since my army days. And for those that don't know what hit training is, it's basically like, uh, think of it like circuit training, a minute at each spot, and each spot has a different exercise. So today it was uh, battle ropes, the rower, uh, doing some uh, air squats, uh, gorilla pulls. And we did about four rounds. It's about five minutes around. <clears throat> Finished it with jumping squats, and my legs are on fire, and I feel like my heart's about to come up through my throat. But uh, my God, you feel so good afterwards when you do some workouts like that, because doing your basic workouts, trying to get big, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that's easy, but it's not very cardio intensive. Uh, it sucks when your heart feels like it's about to explode in your chest, but when you get done, you feel just empowered. You feel good. So that's why I sound like I'm dying right now. So, but man, I am, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Uh, glad that I've still got my Twitter account, John Burke Rants, by the way. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not getting my old account back. Elon lied. Uh, you know, I reached out and they're like, yeah, if, if your account didn't violate, and it's like, wait a minute. You you initially said, and Elon even said, general amnesty. He voted, he put it to the people, populist yeah. day, whatever that douchebag was calling it. Uh, but I, I, I had a feeling he's not going to restore all accounts because, yeah. But uh, Europe was great. Europe was amazing. Um, I liked it much better than Dubai, much better. Europe was, there was so much more culture. There was so much more learning because Dubai, there's nothing really there. It's like Las Vegas on the beach is all it is. And then like, so if you're thinking about going to Dubai, I I wouldn't, I would go someplace else. Dubai, you're going to spend a lot of money. Um, you're not going to get your bang for your buck. Everything's pretty expensive. And versus like places like Europe, um, we landed in Paris and that was, it was a good time. Like everything in Paris where our hotel was, everything was kind of co-located. Mm-hmm. So we were averaging about mm, 10 to 15 miles a day and walking, just kind of storefront walking, touring, walking everywhere as far as from like the Eiffel Tower, the area of the Louvre and places like that. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, the Louvre, uh, when I, the last time I was in Paris, I think it was at 17 and it was right before the invasion of Iraq. Um, and... I woke up the first day we were there and I was going to go for a jog to try and, you know, to stay in shape because hotels over in Europe, they don't really have like the best gyms and their dumbbells are just, they're for bitches. Dumb. They're dumb. They're very dumb. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to get a good workout. So I might as well go jog. It's just, I'm not going to get a good pump here. The weights aren't heavy enough. And it was just kind of like, what is this? Like weights for ants. But, uh, so I just, I pulled out my fucking phone I was like, let me just see what's in the area. And I looked and it's like Notre Dame is literally like half or a quarter mile down the way. I was like, I'm going to go run to Notre Dame. Hit Notre Dame. And of course, it's still closed off because of the fire back in 2019. And it's such a damn shame. There's just, they're projecting by 2024, they will have it fully rebuilt and restored. And uh, it's beautiful, beautiful church, but we couldn't go in. And then I look on my map and the Louvre or the Louvre, whatever it's called, uh, is literally half a mile away from that. So I took the girlfriend and the next morning went jogging down to the Louvre and it was, it's a really cool thing to see all these historical places all over Paris. And uh, I got to go visit the restaurant where essentially the French revolution was born. It's where Benjamin Franklin sat and they were discussing how the revolution should undergo. And for those that don't know, the French took a page from the American history books that like, cause I think the French revolution was in 1778 or 1779. I could have that wrong. 
Um, and so essentially they were like telling, asking Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin, it was like, hey, uh, how do we get rid of these uh, piece of shit, uh, kings and shit? And so they're like, oh, well, hey, we just kind of kicked the British ash. We'll, we'll give you a heads up on how to do this. But I got to visit the restaurant. The original wallpaper was there. It's just, really? just incredible. Hmm. But, and when you think of like French restaurant, like posh and the waiters are like snooty, that's what it is. Really? Like our waiter was just kind of like, I could, I could feel the snootiness off of him. I was like, I will teabag you right now, motherfucker. I will, I will fuck you in the ass right here in front of everybody. <laughs> Cause in America frog. we make it gay. That's what we do. <laughs> we make it gay. So, oh and yeah. And the wokeness is it's all over Europe. Really? It's, oh God. It's, it's gay as AIDS over there. It's fucking bad. Did you have to wear a mask? No, no masks or anything, but the, uh, when we were in Scotland, there was a trending article that was talking about how the Scotland, uh, is now no longer calling them pedophiles. Now they're minor attractive persons. It's literally law over there now. Really? As far as the government role. It's like, you people are fucking, you know, and I can't even say them. I can't criticize them. Look at what America represents. And for those that don't know right now, Europe looks at America as the nation that is essentially endorsing these sexual, uh, degeneracy, all this other stuff. We're a joke right now. It's a common thing across, like, because you hear it from word on the street, like the Uber drivers and stuff like that will talk to you. You talk to a lot of the locals over there, and, you know, they, it always starts off with, like, well, what is there to see here? It's like, oh, where are you guys from? It's like, America. It's like, oh, you, you really? It's like, well, no, no, be honest. And a lot of them were just like, yeah, man, uh, the whole minor attracted persons thing, they see that. They see the child-friendly drag shows. It's just like, you guys are in a rough spot right now. And we're like, yeah, we are. Like, I'm not even going to lie about that. I couldn't even get offended when somebody wanted to shit talk America. It's like, no, I agree with you. Yeah, we're fucked up. We're really fucked up right now. Thanks, Joe Biden. <laughs> <clears throat> and the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm watching for that Sam wacko degenerate to like come steal our luggage. So <laughs> watching that guy. Is this yours? Is this yours? Uh, there's no dog mask in there. I'm going to spank you. <laughs> but no, it was a great, great experience. We landed in Paris. Um, the Louvre, uh, I didn't get to do it last time because the line was too long. So this time I bought one of those skip the line tickets, which you're still going to have to wait a little bit. And dude, the Louvre is massive. Yeah. It's massive. There is no way to see that entire thing in two weeks. Each wing. Have you been there? No. Never Each been. wing. Uh, I forget how many wings. There's different floors. Uh, and we started the base floor because the Louvre used to be, for those that don't know, the Louvre is that uh, if you've seen um, the Tom Hanks movie, uh, the Da Vinci Code. It's that triangle mm -hmm. uh, where apparently right below it is the grave of Mary Magdalene. Completely false. It's not true. That's Hollywood bullshit. Um, but every 100 years, the Parisians build something to commemorate the French Revolution. It was the Eiffel Tower and then the Louvre Pyramid. Apparently, that used to not be there. I think it was built in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And they were like, that's to commemorate the 100 years since the Eiffel Tower for the Red, Red River for the French Revolution. I probably got my math wrong on that, but I don't care. And a lot of the Parisians didn't want it, but they built like, it anyway. Was it 1789? 1789 or something like that, yeah. The French Revolution? You, yes. So 1889, I think they built the Eiffel Tower. 1989, I think they built the Louvre thing. And I was asking, was like, do y'all have any idea of what they're considering building for uh, 2089? They're like, probably something Parisians are going to fucking hate. Because apparently they didn't want the Louvre pyramid. They'd be like a big cock. We would like a big uh, penis uh, to put right like in a, the park. A big so. uncircumcised <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> we would like a big massive wiener there so we could fuck the world. <laughs> massive baguette. Uh, France, food was good. They had Christmas markets all around uh, with glue vine or muled wine. It was really good. Um... Delta 8 is legal over there. Really? So we may have taken some Delta 8 with us. Nice. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. We totally did. And it was a good experience. It was a lot of fun. And again, to go back to the Louvre, 
I didn't realize how many famous pieces are housed in the Louvre because it was very overwhelming. You walk into one section and you see Lady Liberty, the painting about the French Revolution. And this is a very, very famous painting. Like, oh, my God, I did not know that was there. You turn the corner and there's the Venus de Milo. And like, I did not know this was here either because I'm not I'm not up to date on the, you know, all the, the art. Well, I do love art. I do love sculptures. Don't get me wrong, but I don't it's not like a passion of mine, but I do appreciate it. And I'm walking through all these uh, these crowds and seeing these things. And by the way, what the fuck is it with Asians and them getting like right in your fucking face? Their culture. And this is this isn't being raised. This is their culture, like Chinese culture. It's kind of like Middle Eastern culture. There are no barriers. They are like right in your face. They crowd you. They And they don't, it's not rude to them because it's natural. Whereas in Americans, it's like, bro, hey, I'm fucking walking here. But over there, they're just like, I don't, I don't give a shit about you. It's like, well, you're too tiny to have that kind of approach. Like you're too small. Like, no, if you were bigger and had muscles, I could see that. But you're like, no, just, it doesn't make sense. You're talking but, about just like regular strangers on the street coming up and talking to bro, you? Bro, no, 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 it's not that. It's just like when they're right in your face, like literally two inches, like, bro, we about to fuck are we talking like, what's going on with this? Like, <laughs> you're coming at me all wrong, bro. But uh, the Louvre was just an amazing experience. And then we stood in line to see the Mona Lisa. And um, I don't know if it's the real one or not. There are conspiracy theories out there that apparently it's a fake Mona Lisa because the real one is closeted somewhere, protected and safe. Um, you know, they don't want, know. They want someone to throw tomato soup on it. Yeah, tomato soup. It's covered. Uh, I saw some other Da Vinci works, very beautifully done, the John the Baptist one. And then there was a Michelangelo painting that I didn't even know he ever did. And this one was really interesting. If you're looking at the canvas from the front, it's the picture of an angel fighting a demon. Not very detailed. If you look at a lot of uh, Michelangelo's works, he doesn't have very intricate details on his paintings. You can see the roundabout of what he's going for. On that same canvas, if you walk behind it, it's the same image from the opposite side. So he literally painted the front side, or say, for example, if you and I are like in a fight on the ground and you're looking at it from the left side and you see me like about to strike you from above and then you walk to the right side, you see the right side of me doing it. He painted this mm -hmm. and it's accurate to a T. I had no idea this painting even existed. I was like, bro, that's impressive because he did this on one canvas, meaning you can't fuck this up. It's like you got to get this in the first try. And he did. Incredible painting. These these are million dollar pieces just right there. Just right there on the walls. Just right there for you to touch. And that's that's the shocking thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of sitting there. It's like Lady Liberty. I could literally jump up and slap the canvas. I, I just figured they'd be more protected. I, I don't know. That or their their replicas. I have no idea. Well, I, I thought they were originals. Just in the past, I don't know, six, eight weeks. Yeah. That people can go over there, super glue themselves to the wall. and Yeah. Absolutely. Toss their lunch on it, right? So we got to see the Louvre. We got to see the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower was interesting. I'd been on that one before, but I didn't get to go to the top because it has three or two or three floors. There's the, you, you go up to the escalators, or you go up the elevator, you go up to the second floor, and that's like a couple stories up. Then you go up to, I think it's the third floor, and the third floor is way the fuck up there. Um, and the crazy thing is, like, it was so fucking cold. As soon as that elevator door opens and you walk out, it just that air sucks the oxygen out of your lungs. Like, oh, I was like, okay, let's take a few pictures. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this is not fun. This is not fun at all. But you get to see all of Paris. It's a great experience. Um, and it's just beautiful. Someday. Yeah, it looked, looked pretty oh, yeah. badass. It was uh, very beautiful. Account, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we went to cafes, had baguettes, some coffees and shit like that. Good time. And then we went to London. 
Um, fuck that place. Really? No, no, no I'm playing. London, <laughs> London wasn't bad. London was uh, a little rundown. Yeah. A little rundown. I think the, the, the best part about London was going to the Globe Theater. And I was excited for this before I went. I think I talked about it on the show. And going to see uh, Henry V, the play, in the Globe Theater. Now, of course, it's not the original. I didn't know this. Uh, the original burned down. Then they rebuilt it, and then it burned down again. So this is like the third <laughs> installment, I think, of the Globe, Shakespeare's Theater. And they rebuilt it to be specifically like the original. Very tight. Very, if you see the pictures, are on my Instagram. It was a lot of fun. And these actors are incredible. You really feel it. Like, they really dive into the role. And they were just wearing normal everyday clothing while doing the scenes. And they did a very, very good job. So after that, we went and got some drinks. And London, we went to the British Museum. Uh, that was fun. We got to see a lot of uh, a lot of great artworks. There was over 7 million pieces in that museum. And then from there, we took a five-hour train to Edinburgh, Scotland. And for those that are Harry Potter head fans, How that's... How long of a train ride was it? Five hours. Wow. It wasn't bad. I was catching up on some work that I needed to get caught. I was checking some emails, uh, booked my next trip for Argentina. Got a lot of stuff done. And uh, so it went by pretty quick. Very comfortable, very chill. And we got to Edinburgh. And Edinburgh, for those that don't know, the writer J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter, basically lived in Edinburgh, and it had a lot, a lot of um, influence on the Harry Potter series. Like Diagon Alley, uh, we actually went to that location, and supposedly it's where she got the idea from. It's the... Uh, I forget what the actual name for it is in Edinburgh. And the great thing about Edinburgh, uh, if you're ever considering about going, ever considering going to Scotland, I would suggest going to Edinburgh. It's one of the world's most walkable cities, meaning everything is in walking distance. And they have a lot of great shops, a lot of great, uh, a lot of great deals. I got a few articles of clothing over there that I really liked. And then uh, we did the Potter tour and we looked at various different locations that JK Rowling got experience from. We went to, from everything from the bookstore that is actually the wand store to a, uh, an underground little hallway of like maybe a hundred meters to where they filmed one fight scene, even though they didn't film it there, they recreated that. Uh, JK Rowling had all this influence. So it was a really interesting time to go see, and this is like back in 2006. So this is recent. And uh, it's like listening to the history of a famous writer that's, by the way, still alive and pissing people off on Twitter. I fucking love it. And even the, even the guy was like, if she would just stop tweeting, and I'm just like, why? She's all, well, I didn't argue with the guy. He was kind of, think like us. No, I, well, I was going to follow that up with he's retarded, and I don't mean liberal. Like, he, he was legitimately mentally handicapped. Oh. But he did a very good job. But he was like, if she would only stop tweeting. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, I'm not picking on this kid. I'm not going <laughs> to debate him. I'm going to leave it alone. So, But it was a really good tour. It was fun. And then the other thing was it rained the entire fucking time we were there. Every single day, it rained. Yeah. Yeah. Cold as hell, but it was a really good time. And then we finished it off with New Year's uh, at a tango event in a church, in a cathedral. Posted the pictures. It was wonderful. A really, really fun time. And there I met a Scottish tango dancer. She was a teacher. And we were just talking. Uh, she's very spirited, very, you know, talkative. And she's like, oh, well, I guess you're ready to go back to America. Just, you know, no more Trumps, right? And I'm like, and so my girlfriend knows, you know, she just looks at me and I look at her as like, I look back at the tango teacher. I'm just like, what's wrong with Trump? <laughs> and then it was like, here we go. Let's fucking do this. Uh, and needless to say, she caved. She gave in. Did she? And I was like, what don't you like about Trump's policies? And she goes, well, exactly. Shut like, the fuck Shut up, the bitch. fuck up. Anyway. <laughs> no, she was really sweet. It was, it was a, lot of, a lot of fun. So the tango event was really good. And then literally that night, um, 
we were there till about one in the morning. We went and walked around till about two, got something to eat, burritos, no less, uh, which was a dumb move because I was pissing out my ass on the way home. And so about 2 a.m., we went back to the hotel, slept for about an hour, woke back up, finished packing, went to the hotel or went to the airport about five. Our flight was at eight, flew from Edinburgh back to London, had about an hour and a half layover. And then from London back to Dallas, uh, uh, that was a nine hour total. A total travel time was about 16 hours. Yeah, sounds so. a lot more exciting than my Ohio trip. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your Ohio trip. I drove down a farm road to White Castle. <laughs> I seen a tractor. Yeah, yeah, so my kids could experience diarrhea on hey, another man. level. <laughs> you know, it was good. It was good to be overseas and to see Europe. And uh, you know, the girlfriend had never been. She'd never been overseas in, into Europe because I told her it's like American culture is very different than mm-hmm. European culture. American culture is very fresh and very new. You go over there, and literally out of your hotel, you're looking at a castle that's been there for thousands of years. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's, and you you learn to really appreciate that. Whereas in the only um, thing I can reference it to is say like a New Yorker living in New York that's never been to the Statue of Liberty, even though they know it's there. A lot of these people have never visited these historical sites because it's just common to them. It's like big whoop versus Americans. Excuse me. It's like, that's incredible. So we, uh, it got, it got to the point where we were waking up every day around like seven, getting up to go work out or whatever, or go to the tour. It got to the point where we needed a vacation from the vacation. It's like, we do our, our feet are killing us. It's like, dude, I am tired. So the last day, uh, we were supposed to take a tour to the Highlands of Scotland. And I really wanted to go to just to see what it, what it's all about. We were supposed to go to Loch Modan, where the Loch Ness Monster supposedly is, and mm-hmm. some other stuff. And we slept through the alarm and missed the tour. And I was like, you know what? Inshallah. It's not meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Inshallah, Andrew Tate got arrested. Nah, we're going to talk about that. But that was a trip in a nutshell. A lot of fun. Really worth it. Um God, I, I would highly suggest Edinburgh, Paris, naturally, London, naturally. But Edinburgh, I think, was probably our most favorite. We did eat at a pub in London and had the gravy and the, and the chips and gravy. Oh, so yeah. fucking good. So good. Um, and apparently in Ireland uh, and Scotland, they're not big fans of Guinness. Right. They really hate the Irish. <laughs> they do not like right. the Irish. Because I had, oh, okay, so lesson learned in this one. Do not go over there and ask for an Irish car bomb. They... <laughs> This dude, uh, this 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 English waiter who was really really nice dude, good good dude. Um, he looks at me like I got a dick growing out of my forehead. I was like, "Do you have any Irish car bombs?" He's like, "We haven't had one for a few years." But uh, I was like, "No, no, no, no." And I explained it to him. He's like, "Yeah, we don't do that over here." I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "No, we don't drink that. We actually have good stuff." I was like, "Bro, I've had English beer. No, you don't. No, you don't." You don't but like I, English beer? Nah, not really. Really? They do good with the ciders, but the beers not so much. I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck. I gotta go with the Guinness to give it to the Irish. The Irish, the Guinness is amazing. Wow. So in England, bro, it's hard to find Guinness sometimes. Certain bars are like, no, but they do have a a, a British version, a little bit sweeter, more chocolatey. Uh, and then in Scotland, oh God, no. Oh, hell no. Hmm. So I had to kind of make my own eye. I was like, can I get a, a dark lager and a shot of Bailey's? And they were like, all right. Because normally it's a shot of Bailey's, shot of whiskey inside of Guinness, and you slam it. But uh, it was a good time. Really good time. Hmm. Microdosed on Delta 8. It was oh. a really good time. Not going to lie. I will not lie. Uh, that probably would have made the train ride a lot of fun. Oh, I did. I totally did. Did you speak in English accents? Oh, all the time. All the time. Um... But yeah, I'm glad to be back. By by the last quarter of the trip, it's like I'm ready to go home. I miss my routine. I yeah. miss doing the show. I miss going to the gym. Um, and you know, you miss your house and yeah. you miss stuff like that. So it was it was a good time. Very blessed to go do it. A lot of fun. 
So, <clears throat> with that being said, folks, we're glad to be back. Uh, thank you for tuning in over on Rumble. We got about 619 live watchers over there. I'm not looking at YouTube yet. Hey, you know the deal, folks. If you like the show, give us a share. Leave us a review. We're starting into the new year. A lot of things to cover. A lot of things to cover. Um, from Gatorade supporting obesity to Andrew Tate getting arrested again and the whole sparring match between him, uh, him and retard Greta Thunberg, uh, some shit like that. But... You know the deal. Before we get into it, folks, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Uh, we just released a new product. Where? I thought I had it here. Where's the... Uh, you have the tattoo bomb? Tattoo. There it is. It's back behind you on the shelf. We just... This is what we've been working on for a while, folks. So for those that don't know, CBD is wonderful for the skin. It deals with things such as eczema, has very good healing properties. Nice catch. I'm blaming that on you. <laughs> For those that don't know, Josh just like chunked a deodorant stick out. It was like a 90 mile an hour fastball. Those fat fingers. <laughs> this is the tattoo bomb. This is scented. It's all natural. It's 250 milligrams of CBD. Uh, this is a great, great thing. This is going to restore your tattoos, the brightness. Yeah. It's wonderful, folks. Very affordable. We just launched this on Shellshock CBD. Um, I forgot we were launching it. I saw it. I was on the train, and I saw uh, Omar post it on social media. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I forgot we released that. There's so, scented and unscented. Scented and unscented. This stuff, all you have to do, you pop it like a deodorant top. You come, you squeeze at the top. We make this ourselves, and you just freaking apply it to the area. Boom. That's all you got to do. And, oh, yeah, that smells good. Oh, that smells good. Again, you can get this at shellshockcbd.com. This is amazing for skin, mm -hmm. amazing for things like that. Check it out. This stuff is worth it. So big thank you to those. And we've got the winner picked out for last month's yeah. giveaway, the $1,000 mattress and the $500 Shellshock gift card. We're reaching out to them. Now it's January, new giveaway time. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Um, I watched Space Jam in Scotland. We got done with the tour, and uh, we were just like, let's go back to the hotel and just chill uh, for a little while. And Space Jam was on. That is just horrible movie. Oh, horrible God. movie. At the time, as a kid, you loved it. And then as an adult, it's like, this is horrible. The one with Michael Jordan? Is there another Space Jam? Oh, the LeBron one, isn't there? Yeah. No, no, I haven't seen that one. I'm talking about the Michael Jordan one. Well, at least it was the Michael Jordan one. I haven't seen the new one. I refuse. Uh, yeah. it's, it's bad. But uh, for the January giveaway... We're giving away an iPhone, a brand new iPhone. No, it's not used. It's not used. Brand new. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> uh, this other number belonged to an Epstein. Oh, fuck. Oh. Throw that away. <laughs> we're, give, we're giving away Jeffrey Epstein's uh, cell phone. <laughs> Comes with an FBI tracker. Uh, an I brand new, brand new iPhone. Now, what do you have to do to enter to win? Spend $50 more at Shellshock. That's it. For the month of January, if you spend over $50, $50 or more, you're automatically entered to win. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's it. $50 or more. That's all you got to do. And you're entered into the iPhone giveaway. We'll announce the winner at the end of January. That's a hell of a fucking deal, folks. Support us at ShellshockCBD.com. Again, if you need help with your sleep, we have the Rackout Gummies. It's CBD and melatonin combined. They make a very, very powerful agent. We appreciate everybody's love and support on that one. We've got the Delta 8 Gummies. We've got Delta 9 Gummies. We've got the CBD uh, menthol applicators. It's a roll-on or the CBD salve that does great for uh, reducing inflammation, mm -hmm. things like that, DOMS in the fitness world. <clears throat> We have a multitude. And also, don't forget about the wellness section. We've got apple cider gummies, ashwagandha gummies. 
We got gummies for everything. We got a lot of gummies. A lot of gummies. And did I mention that with our Delta 8, Delta 9, and Airborne gummies, they come with a gummy back guarantee. If you buy our gummies, folks, if you've never tried Shell Shock CBD, now's the perfect time. Spend $50, get entered to win the iPhone. If the gummies do not do as what we advertise them to do, simply email us and we will give you a full refund. Folks, how many other companies do that? That's because we know our product works. We are so confident. We have hundreds upon hundreds of amazing Google reviews. So support us there at shellshockcbd.com. All right, folks, here we go. You know, speaking of FBI, guess who blocked me? I saw that, Peter Schiff. Peter, Peter Stork. Peter Stroke. Oh, Peter Stroke. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Bro, like, what the hell? Like, how the hell do you trigger these guys? Like, I don't know. It was a you get pretty blocked. benign I get banned. Uh, what quote. the fuck? I was just uh, like, this clown. It's like, <sighs> can you believe this clown or something like that? But he couldn't take it. So what, skin. What did you What did you tell him? He had... What, I can't even go back. I mean, I know what I'd the, like to the, tell him, but... The tweet, it was just something so ridiculous that he was calling somebody out about their bias or something like that. And I'm just like, that can dude, you believe this clown? That dude of all people. Like Adam Kitzinger. That's like, how dare you, dude. sir? Adam Kitzinger has been talking a lot of shit now that he's no longer in Congress. Yeah. And everybody's just like, he's such a fucking douche. That guy's uh-huh. a nerd. You know he got made fun of when he was a kid. Because now like he's out of Congress. He gets to be his actual self now, which is even more of a douchebag. And it's just it's just funny to watch. It's like, bro, I, he talks tough. It's like, man, I will come up and I will cock slap you, you fucking nut. You know, just, oh, <laughs> what a douche. <sighs> All right. So here we go, folks. Um, okay. I don't know if you and I ever talked about this. This is a very interesting uh, piece that... <laughs> yeah, anybody ever heard of a Dubai porta potty uh, Nope. I have not. So a Dubai porta potty Hold on. I'm trying to get it to where... Uh, fuck. There we go. All right. <sighs> How do I say this? Be warned. This next segment is going to disgust you. But... I learned about this on my trip to Europe. Um, Not on my trip to Dubai, oddly enough. You ever seen these Instagram models, specifically women, um, that are very hot. They have 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, and they're posting all these traveling photos all over the world, specifically the United Emirates. And you're like, what do they do to be able to afford trips to places like this? Mm -hmm. How do they facilitate this? Like, because you look at their profiles, like, what's their business? Like for me, it's shell shock. People know it's like shell shock has been successful. So it's allowed me to travel and do things like that. Or, you know, when you see other influencers, it's that they're sponsored, they're high-end sponsors of, you know, things like first form or uh, meal companies, whatever the case may be. And naturally they make a lot of money uh, basically being paid ambassadors. Excuse me. Well, the Dubai porta potty I don't know how I found out about this. This was a conversation. Somebody had sent me something or a Google article, and it was the Dubai porta potty. And I was like, Dubai, what? And, or no, no, it was in Dubai I learned about this, and I forgot about it. And then something hit me, and I was like, what the fuck is this? So the article I'm about to read to you folks, it's interesting. And it also sheds light into the fake reality that is social media. You think you know people. You think you know these influencers. You think, or they project themselves to be like these very famous business people, yada, yada, yada. When in reality, that's actually not the case. Um, so without further ado, if you have children listening to the show, please turn it off um, and listen to it later. This is not for kids. Oh, have you heard of this? I have not. I'm almost thinking same thing as Aaron here. Glory Hall. No, it gets worse. (laughs) All right. 
When I first heard of the term the Dubai Porta Potty, it was 2019. This is an article I'm reading that goes into specifics of this. After diving deep into the rabbit hole of the stomach churning phenomenon, I penned this article. At the time, the Dubai Porta Potties were almost an urban legend, something that some communities on the internet knew about, but overall, they weren't something that most of the population and certainly not the mainstream media had ever heard about. Fast forward three years, and almost everyone knows what a Dubai Porta Potty is. Uh, this article, in, in its original form, has gone viral multiple times, amassing millions of views and catching the attention of BBC journalists. Blah, 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 blah. All right. All right. So then, are Dubai porta potties still a thing? Are the rumors true? What has happened in the world of Dubai porta potties since I originally wrote this article? If you're watching Dubai, Dubai Bing on Netflix, you might want to stop reading now. Um, so the article's titled entitled or titled "The Dubai Porta Potty Instagram Models Exposed." Have you ever looked at an Instagram model? and wondered how she affords to travel the world constantly without seeming to have a job or an actual modeling work. Have you ever wondered how these girls are able to spend their time in private jets and sunning themselves on super yachts without ever taking on paid promotions or creating any content that requires an actual skill? Have you ever wondered why in these girls' bios there's often an email address for booking inquiries despite the fact that these people are not actual influencers or models? These girls are not travel influencers or bloggers. They do not work with tourism boards or promote fancy hotels. They stay in fancy hotels, but they are not being paid to promote them. Have you under ever wondered what is going on with that? <clears throat> Well, dear readers, I am here to tell you that if you see a drop-dead gorgeous girl with 100,000 followers on Instagram drinking cocktails in Dubai, there is a very high probability that she is a Dubai porta potty uh, Being a working girl is not a new concept. Since the dawn of time, women and men have been using their bodies to make bank. It is not shocking that hot young women are capitalizing on what God gave them in order to traveling the world and making five figures a night. A night. The, the adult industry is perhaps the only industry where women make more money than men. What's more, there are no entry requirements. A woman can set her own hours, rates, and choose what service she does and does not provide. It also, it is also of no great surprise to me, Dubai has become known as the global sex tourism hub. For decades, Dubai has had a reputation for flying in sex workers and sex trafficking women for decades, despite sex works being illegal in all the UAE states. <clears throat> in fact, prostitution has turned Dubai into the go-to destination for sex tourism in the Gulf. The number of active sex workers in Dubai is estimated at 45,000, though it is impossible to know the actual number. With many of these women trafficked from countries such as Bangladesh under the impression they will be working as domestic workers. However, just when I thought Dubai could not get any worse, it outdid itself. All right, let's skip to what it's really about. This stuff is grim. So in a nutshell, a Dubai porta potty is a woman, usually an Instagram model, who gets flown out to Dubai by a rich Emirati who pays them to do horrible, horrible things. And I'm not just talking about Fifty Shades action here. In the Persian Gulf, this gets real weird. If you're a rich Arab in the UAE and you want to see how low women from the West will sink in order to make a few bucks, it's very simple. You browse Instagram for the hottest girl you can find and invite her to Dubai for $30,000 US pay holiday or USD paid holiday that she can post about to all her adoring followers. What does she have to do in return? Well, the choice is yours. In Dubai, anything is possible. You don't have to take my word for it. A few years ago, a website named Tag the Sponsor, which hasn't been updated since 2019, decided to expose Instagram models. It didn't take long for it to be inundated with screenshots of these girls agreeing to do all sorts of lucrative acts or lurid acts for cash. Tag the sponsors features images and videos of young women agreeing to do everything from pleasuring camels to let men shit on them. 
to abuse 11 year old boys who need to become men. This is real folks. This is real. The most well-known request is for women to allow men to shit in their mouths. This is why the girls are known as porta-potties. Their mouth is an, a porta-potty, a portable toilet. Now, these screenshots are mostly fakes in the sense that the person asking the girls to go to Dubai is usually a troll. However, the girls are real, and in their minds, they are truly agreeing to do these things. Some of them even brag about having been to these sorts of parties before. The way that these conversations begin is that the man will send a direct message asking the girl if she wants to go to Dubai for an all-expenses-paid trip. Usually, the girls know the drill and they immediately begin talking numbers. The guy will offer around 5000 for normal sex, but then quickly will start talking about how he will pay big money if she will indulge in his more unusual preferences. The preferences are discussed. The girl agrees, usually on video, as proof that she is consenting, and she also agrees to sign an NDA. Side note, I, I use... Okay, let's go. In cases where the man isn't just a troll, the girl is then flown to the UAE, and that's where the magic happens. Bro, you imagine like somebody offering you that much money to fly you to a foreign country that is Arab dominated. Are you out of your fucking mind? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> you are, I, you are out of your mind. When I found this out, I was like, there are people literally this money hungry that will go to these lengths to, to get paid. It's crazy. In cases where the man, okay, um. In addition to doing whatever humiliating acts the man wants her to do, she will make sure to get a few snaps of herself on his yacht or in his jet and post the pictures on Instagram to flex her lavish lifestyle. To those in the know, these pictures are marketing or a marketing ploy. The girls will list their locations as London, Dubai, include an email address for booking inquiries, and feature countless images of themselves living it up in Dubai. Once you know the signs, it is very easy to spot a girl who is involved, especially when you take a peek at who they are following and the people who comment on their photos. Hint, it's usually wealthy Emiratis. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is all a hoax and, just, and that just because the girl says they will do these things, there's no proof they have actually done them. I mentioned earlier earlier that many of the people sending screenshots to tag the sponsor are actually just regular guys pretending to be rich sheiks in order to lead the girl into saying some incriminating things. In the next section, I'll be sharing some of the Dubai porta potty stories. You can look this up on TikTok. That's where it originally went viral. And I'm going to stop reading the article. That's pretty much it right there, folks. These women are good at, they have sex with underage boys. They basically, they turn themselves into a porta potty and they get paid 40, 50, $60,000 to do it. Mm. And it gets worse. They get raped, gang raped, and if the women don't complete it, they get thrown off the boat. If they're on a yacht, you get thrown off the boat, you're on your own. Figure it out, figure out how to get home. And here's the other thing. If you're a woman in the Emirates and you get raped, you can't go to the police because you get arrested for prostitution. I don't know, man. That's how crazy it is. Having somebody shit in your mouth? (laughs) I don't know that it gets any worse than that. Bro, uh, I'm pretty much thinking fucking boys is pedophilia. That's pretty bad. I just, yeah. I, I'm mind blown by this. So you look at a lot of these Instagram models, folks, the, the reason I wanted to bring this to you, and again, forgive me, this is a very disgusting article, but it's something that you need to know about. Number one, monitor your children, monitor your children. But imagine that, like you're in a country, you have like, you have no rights when it comes to sex. And the Emirates, women, good luck. Because if you go to the cops and you say you were raped, it's like, why were you hanging out with that guy? Why were you not at home with your parents? Why were you, not, you, you get treated like a second class citizen. Mm-hmm. So these women that fly to the Emirates, you're really taking your life in your hands. You really are. But they're doing it for like $40,000, $50,000 paycheck to go over there and be used and abused. 
Can you imagine the level of psychological damage that it would incur or just the lack of morality somebody, and there are TikTok users, previous Porta Potty Dubai women that are coming out and talking about this. And you can look it up on TikTok and they give you a full thing. And there's, there's actually videos of this. Hmm. It's the same as two girls in one cup. If you know what I'm talking about, there you go. Don't watch it. It's fucking nasty. But still, it is just, it's very eye-opening. And this is sex trafficking. This is, well, yeah, I mean, sex trafficking? they're getting for paid the, for, for the just, ones that aren't getting paid and they're getting trafficked over there. Yes. For the women on the West that they talked about that are actually getting paid, that's not trafficking because they're voluntarily being a prostitute. So, uh, dude, is prostitution <clears throat> legal there? No. Huh? That's why the thing is, if they go to the police, it's like, why are you doing this? And it's like, then you have to admit you're a prostitute and then they're going to arrest you. Even if you were raped, because there were multiple stories in this article, many other articles I looked at that sometimes the woman gets brought onto the yacht and the man dude that paid her will have sex with her. And then basically says, now you're going to fuck the rest of these guys. And she can't say no, because basically they said is you can quit anytime you want. But if you quit before you finish the entire thing, you're not getting paid and you better find your own way home. They have no choice. It's like a, a game show. It's it's disgusting. It's you crazy. Complete all the tasks. Before you get paid? Basically, yeah, pretty much. Well, they say on the Argos, says you get 50%. One, we got the shit in her face. That's it. You to endure 10 minutes of face shitting. And then oh, my God. Step two, you see that camel over there? <laughs> it's not going to jack itself off. They get paid to do all this stuff. And, it, and here's the thing. And it sounds bad. 40 grand? That ain't enough. Oh, God. Like, you got to be like, I'm like, you're doing this for 40 grand? That's a lifetime worth of therapy you're going to have to go to. But here's the fucked up part. There are women that repeatedly do this. This is all they do. And they make really good money on this. Some women love it, I guess. I I do. I am. I'm just like, wow. But crap on the face. I don't know. That or pissed in their mouth. Like, bro, this is a rabbit hole. When you go down, it's like, it's crazy. Between the two. What? I mean, it's going to be pissed in the face rather than oh, yeah. shit yeah, if, on my if, face. If we had to pick, like, okay, here's the deal, Josh. You're yeah. getting shit on a pistol. Which is it? It's like, I'll take the piss. I'll take the piss for 500, Alex. Huh. I guess that's what the Brits mean when you, like, take the piss out of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> take the piss out of them, isn't it? Isn't it? Mm. Oh, my gosh. So. That's, so that's a Dubai porta potty So when you see these hot Instagram models that are basically posting these pictures all over the world <clears throat> and they're not, poting, they're not promoting a business or anything like that, if they're not married to somebody that's rich, it begs the question, what are you doing? You what get, are you doing? You're getting crapped on? <clears throat> you're getting crapped on, aren't you? Because there are some hotels that will reach out to influencers to post. And here's the thing. Like, to be a travel vlogger, that would be a lot of fun. Not going to lie. <clears throat> not to Dubai. There are people that legitimately that have such a big enough following and they have very good editing skills and photography skills. Hotels will pay them to come stay there and, like, tour the facility. But you have to post about it, tag about it. Um, have a few friends that do it. And they make they make decent money. But the benefit of it is that you get to travel the world right. and these hotels will take care of you. Tourist attractions will reach out to you. It's basically, you know, these models, the Instagram models and stuff like that. You are a billboard on the social media highway. I used to do it myself for other companies. Never got offered to go to Dubai, but I did get offered 5000 to fly to California for a dude to paint me. I'm like, no, no. Any offers to crap on your face? Oh, no, I definitely would have taken that, though. <laughs> I mean, that's not weird. Painting me, that's weird. Shit in my mouth, and that's not weird. <laughs> it was some gay dude. He's like, I'll pay you $5,000 to paint you. Nude. It's like, no. That's another big thing in the fitness world is gay for pay. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Jack, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not lying. I'm not lying. A lot of these Olympians that you look up to, a lot of them early, early on in their careers, because steroids cost a lot of money, all their shit costs a lot of money. So basically, these rich guys, these rich gay dudes will pay them not to have sex, but to stand there naked while they jerk off to them. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And apparently there's a lot of swinging involved in the fitness world, but that part of it, and again, I don't give a fuck what you do. It's your, I don't give a shit, but it's just, these are the things that nobody really knows about. Nobody talks about this. And it's like, that's very interesting. Makes me wonder if Schwarzenegger ever did it. Yeah. You like what you're looking at? Yeah. Strokes a cock harder. Yeah. (laughs) Schwarzenegger suddenly went like straight German versus Austrian. But there's your Dubai, Dubai porta potty. I had to. I had to share that. I, I was just, what the fuck? Happy New Year! Everybody. Because you know the thing that pisses me off is that people see these photos and these these traveling, and it makes them feel a little insecure. It makes them feel bad. It's like, how are they able to do this? Yeah. There's usually strings attached, folks. It's not all. It's not all it's made out to be. You know. Is it worth? Uh, oh God. Getting shit on <clears throat> to go over there to see that beautiful view? Absolutely I don't think not. So. Absolutely I don't not. Think. When we were over Dubai, I did see a bunch of yachts just anchored out right at there. It was, it's nuts. I was yeah. like, somewhere out there, there's a model getting shit on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. Some I'm, lucky camel. Some, dude. I, <laughs> 50 grand. 50 grand. Aren't camels supposed to be pretty uh, mean? They spit on you. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Billionaire camel. Uh, we actually rode a camel out in Dubai. It was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, when those things go to sit down, though, you got to watch yourself because that thing just fucking drops. Like, it almost threw my back out. Like, oh, Damn. Yeah. But no, um, I just seeing that article, it's like everything is just such a fucking fake on social media. Everything's a lie. And nobody knows the truth. And people, and we've talked about this numerous times of how these young girls are getting these body dysmorphia things from these Instagram models that are starving themselves. And, you know, a lot of people forget these celebrities like Kim Kardashian, the rest, they've had hundreds and thousands of dollars of surgeries. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. They don't work for this. They don't, it's literally surgery. And all these women develop these, uh, these, these issues from this. And it's like social media is such cancer now. But when I read that, I was like, the people need to know about this because they need to, this, this shit needs to be exposed. No pun intended that <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Man, talk about a sticky situation. <laughs> oh my God. Well, next up on the thing, Gatorade promoting obesity. If you haven't seen it, uh, we're going to show you the commercial. Gatorade decided to run a commercial of a very obese uh, woman doing yoga. Now, I'm not going to take the stance you think I'm going to take on this. Um, Let's first watch the video real quick. It's only six seconds. And here's my hot take. Let's just start from the beginning here. Boom. It's a very obese woman with a septum ring uh, drinking a Gatorade. And now she's doing some yoga. She's balancing on her head, um, doing the splits kind of. And this woman has to be at least 450 pounds. She's she's a big one. She's a big one. Now, here's the thing. Good for her. She's doing yoga. What she's doing, no, fuck no. That is very, very dangerous. The fact that she's putting all this weight on her neck, that is, guys, this is nothing to do with, like, making fun of somebody that's obese. It's basically saying this is not something you should be doing if you are of that weight level. And anybody that's in the physical fitness world or personal trainers would look at something like this and be like, are whoever blessed off on her or whoever encouraged her to do this, is out of their fucking mind. She's going to get hurt. Like, it's just too much weight. But the fact that Gatorade promoted this, this is unsafe. It's like people that are using bad form when doing squats or deadlifts. You're going to get hurt bad. This is very, very um, 
wrong of Gatorade to promote. Not the fact that she's obese. I mean, good for her. I mean, I, I would rather see somebody obese doing yoga than nothing at all. I have a lot of respect for people that do that. So cool. You got a problem. You're trying to fix it. But Gatorade should know better. They are like in the fitness world. They know this. And they're still promoting this to be fucking woke. It's like, you're going to get people hurt. This is not the way it should be. But here we are. Um, now, again, I'm not making fun of her because of her weight. I, I like to see this. Good on her. She's taking it on herself to do something awesome. This is not safe. So if you are overweight, if you are obese, do not do this. Do not do this, folks. Now, here's the other thing about Gatorade. Gatorade does not really have the room to talk about fitness. If you look at Gatorade, folks, the next time you pick up a Gatorade, for those that don't know, Gatorade is not a leisure drink. Go look at the sugar content of a Gatorade. It's usually upwards of a Red Bull. Yeah. Gatorade is loaded with sugar. The purpose for Gatorade is to replenish, immediately replenish electrolytes, sugar after a very high intense workout. But even still, water is preferable. Mm -hmm. Now, when we were in Fort Benning as a drill sergeant, we would take vats of Gatorade and cut it with water. It was like maybe one quarter Gatorade and the rest is just water, three quarters water, because it does have electrolytes in it. But there has to be a balance. Mm -hmm. To drink and consume Gatorade is very, very bad for you. People don't get that. Folks... If you look at the cliff bar, everybody knows the fitness cliff bar. Okay. If you look at the ingredients on that, look at the breakdowns of the micronutrients and then go look at a Twix bar. They're almost identical folks. They're almost identical. They package it differently, but it's almost the fucking same. Now I challenge you the next time you're in a gas station, just go grab a Gatorade. Go look. These things are loaded with sugar. So I'm not shit talking this woman because she's doing yoga. Good for you. This is just not the right way to do it. This is very unhealthy. I'd seen, um, for example, like shows like The Biggest Loser with Jillian Michaels and the rest of them. You had these very obese people and they put them into high impact cardio events. It's like, no, you're going to destroy their joints. Like if you have somebody that's like 400 pounds trying to go jog half a mile, you are destroying their joints. What they should be doing is walking on a treadmill very, or perfect conditions, you get them in the pool. Get them in the pool because you're going to burn way more calories. Cut that weight off of them over time. Then you can introduce high-intensity workouts that have more high impact on joinal areas. But until they drop that weight, you don't do that. Um, a lot of people don't realize this. They just like, put them through a hard fucking thing and they'll cut the weights. Like, no, you're going to do some permanent damage to them. They got a lot of fucking weight. And folks, to really drive the point home, when we talk about so-and-so has lost 25 pounds, sounds great, right? Go to the gym and pick up a 25-pound dumbbell and see how much weight that is. That's a lot of weight when you think about it. Now, evenly distribute that and put it all over your body. Now, let's make it 100 pounds. Make it 200 pounds. What is that doing to your knees? It's going to destroy the cartilage between them. How do I know? I did personal training for a few years, a lot of fitness stuff. My fucking joints are destroyed because the army never taught us how to run until later on I kind of did my own thing. But I'm telling you, this is a very unhealthy approach. But outside of that, I got no issues with this. Good for her. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's fucking promoting obesity. Mm, I mean, it kind of is because she's sitting there chugging a Gatorade. If you're doing yoga, you don't need a Gatorade. You're not doing high intensity. You don't need to replace shit. It just, you just don't. You just don't. What if it's hot yoga? That's different. Hot yoga is insane. But if you are someone of this weight, I would not put them in hot yoga. Yeah. They, it's just, no, you're not ready for that. No, I so, agree. I just think they're trying to. <clears throat> they're trying. So trying here's the to, other thing. You know. This Make is everybody what, feel good. No, no, no. But think about this. Again, I quoted the statistic. You look this up. They're saying by 2030, 2035, over 75% of Americans will be classified as obese. They make up the vast majority. So what does advertising do? They are going to pander to the majority. 
or the or suspected majority. Obese people, that's the majority. Start watching a lot of the ads, and they've already done this. Start watching a lot of the ads, folks, when it comes to food companies, supplement companies. Start watching there become a shift in the demographic to obese and overweight people. They're the majority. Nike panders to black people. We know this because statistically black people by and large buy way more artist clothing than white people do. Nike knows this. They pander to that. This is obesity. Now Gatorade is going after. And this, it makes sense. I get it. I get it. It's kind of like in the supplement world. You're not trying to sell supplements to the 1% that works out. You're trying to sell supplements to the 99% that doesn't work out. That's what you're trying to do. This right here, it's brilliant marketing. It's stupid. It's, you know, a small percentage of people are going to sit there and like, wait a minute. Well, I would hope a larger percentile. You think it's brilliant marketing? Yeah. It's already, I mean, look, how many people are talking about it? Because Gatorade took the stance. Doesn't make where me want to go out and get a Gatorade. I mean, I don't drink Gatorade now. Do you? Sh- no, fuck no. It's too much. Too much sugar. But yeah, it's too the much thing sugar. is, though, people aren't going to question this. They're going to look at this like, oh my god, it's so empowering. But they're not going to see. It's like someone that is in the know that does this for a living would look at that and say, no, absolutely, it's horrible, horrible. But to the outside, untrained eye, they think that's something heroic. It's it's not. I mean, impressive that she can handle all that weight on her neck. I imagine yeah, it's, it's a hell of a strong neck. There's a sexual joke we can make in there, but I'm going to leave it alone. Should probably eat that. But anyway, the thing is, it's like, that's just a very unhealthy thing to do. Don't do that. If you're a personal trainer, you know this. Like, looking at this, is like, this is whoever did that, fucking fire him. And the fact that Gatorade's even promoting this, it'd be like a, a supplement company promoting an unhealthy, a very dangerous workout, like doing squats on a fucking medicine ball. It's like, no, that's like some CrossFit shit. Don't do that. You're going to get hurt. So, but yeah, there it is, folks. There it is. That's that's your uh, that's your marketing from Gatorade. <clears throat> I saw that and I was like, oh my god! Like we just we just we got to put a message out there. Don't do that if you're obese. Please don't. Kudos for doing yoga. It's better than nothing. It does burn calories. It's a good thing to do. It gets you limber. Um, especially oh, hot yoga is no joke. For those that don't know what hot yoga is, it's like you go into the studio, you turn that temperature up to like 130, and you're doing yoga. It'll stretch you the fuck out. It's intense. It's rough. It's rough. All right. Let's get into it. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate sparred with Greta Thunberg and who gives a flying fuck. Uh, he called out Greta Thunberg. She fired back. And then the left all was like, oh, my God, she destroyed Andrew Tate. I was like, it wasn't really that big of a fucking put down. Have you seen it? He basically said, hey, Greta, I've got a 33 Bugatti, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I got all this shit. And then she was just like, oh, it sounds like, you know, email me or whatever. It's small dick energy, blah, blah, blah. Andrew Tate responded with like, I did this because I want her to like respond to me and then get me more clout on my thing. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, dude, it's like, this is what happens when two nerds get money. I'm sorry. Andrew Tate is not the example of an alpha male. Andrew Tate is a good fighter, apparently. But outside of that, the guy's a fucking nerd. He is a fucking nerd. You sit there and say, this is what it means to be a man. This guy, he's a grifting scam artist. Like, because a lot of stuff started coming out. I was like, what is Hustler University? Well, we're seeing a lot of these things pop up now on social media, teaching men how to be masculine men, traditionally masculine men. And Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan apparently jumped on this. Now, for those that don't know, they had been arrested by Romanian authorities before for sex trafficking, but it turned to come to find out the charges were dropped because it was a woman saying that, you know, she was kidnapped, but she was lying to her boyfriend. He called the cops. That was apparently the whole ordeal. And I was like, okay, so this was fake. Well, they got arrested, released, and then arrested again, and they're being held for like the next 30, 25, 30 days. I thought they were released. <clears throat> but then they got arrested again, apparently. I could be no, wrong on I that. I mean, like just recently, like that they got. Oh, did they get released? This I, is from January 3rd, this article. Is it? Yeah. Video shows Andrew Tate in a police van with two women after his arrest on sex trafficking charges. Listen to what they're going after him for. Now, again, 
Due process. Innocent until proven guilty. But I don't know, man. I got a feeling about this guy. Let's just read the article. Video published in Romanian News showed Andrew Tate in police custody. The footage showed him and two women in a police van, likely on December 29th. Media named them as Georgiana Nagy and 28 and Leona Redu, 32. Video from the arrest of Andrew Tate in Romania shows him locked in the back of a police van alongside two women. Tate was detained December 29th in Bucharest, the Romanian capital, as part of an ongoing human trafficking and rape investigation. Footage of the arrest was published by the Romanian news website Gondul and also by Mail Online. Tate, an internet celebrity who rose to fame on the back of overtly misogynistic content, was accused of forcing women to make porn to be sold online, according to Reuters. Two women were arrested with him and are shown in the video, whom he, whom the male names as Georgina Nagel and Luana Radu. Nagel is an influencer whose Instagram shows are posing on yachts and beaches. Radu was previously a police officer in Bucharest, who is now an influencer under the pseudonym... Ellie Daly on Instagram. Both women face allegations of helping Tate recruit at least six women into their online porn business. Like Tate, they were being and are being held in jail for 30 days pending investigation. To a police source told Mail Online that Tate, his brother Tristian, Nagel, and the Radu drew the attention of police by flaunting a lavish lifestyle on social media, which is not in keeping with their financial position. Romanian investigators alleged in a press release that the six women were victims of trafficking scheme, at least one of whom was raped. The group created an organized crime group with the purpose of recruiting, housing, and exploiting women by forcing them to create pornographic content meant to be sold on specialized websites for a cost, the investigators said. Tate and the others were initially held for 24 hours, which a Romanian court decided should could be extended for 30 days. Tate has not responded to the allegations himself, other than to say via a spokesperson to Britain's Daily Mirror tabloid that he would help the Romanian authorities. But his Twitter account on Friday appeared to cast the events as a dark conspiracy saying the Matrix sent their agents. You take that for what you want. Yeah. You, you take that for what you want. Uh, bro, I, I don't know. I mean, is it a little mm-hmm. bit suspicious? Very suspicious. After yeah. calling out Greta Thunberg, like a couple days later. No, gets- because everybody calls out Greta Thunberg. I, I know. And I by mean, the way, that pizza box thing that everybody's jumping, that was a, that, that was made up by Esqueer. Her name is Esqueer on Twitter. I hate the fact that I got to be this fucking guy that like busts all the stupid bullshit on the internet. But uh, her name is Esqueer and she's a fucking activist that's, you know, fat, unfuckable, hideous, typical leftist. She's the one that started this rumor that the Romanian authorities identified Tate as being in country according to the pizza boxes that gave away his location. It was not true. She even came out and admitted, no, that I made that up. Yeah, this is the woman, the same leave. woman that got drug up before Congress and she got bitch slapped. Or he, I don't know if it's trans. I can't tell. Um, but that was conspiracy. That was a lie. That was made up. So everybody posting about this, like, oh, the pizza boxes. That that wasn't true. They already knew where he was at. They just went and picked them up. So as far as what happens, uh, dude, I don't know. But sex trafficking, like right now, and I'm not trying to minimize that, but right now, that is the biggest no-no crime you can get accused of. Again, due process is needed. Innocent until proven guilty. But I got some really weird feelings on this one. I think Andrew Tate, like, I don't know, man. This guy talk. This guy seems like a scam artist to me, quite honestly. Maybe. <clears throat> I mean, how did he make all of I, I don't know anything about the guy. He's, other than he's a world a, champion kickboxer. Right, he's a world champion kickboxer. I've, he was on Pierce Morgan mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, gave a little interview there. I, I mean. <clears throat> he has some good points. When he talks about certain things, he has some good points. Other things, it's like. Like if he if he if he was with a woman and she has OnlyFans, he's getting the money. It's like because she's my property. He has a, he's known he's known for commenting haram on people's twitters, which means unclean, whatever in Islam, because he's a Muslim. 
But it's like, bro, you sit here and you talk about the tenets of Islam. You talk about being holy, he's, and then you're doing this. He's like, Islam. Yeah, he's, he's Muslim. Muslim. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and it's like he sits there and like he tries to be this like militant Muslim. But it's like, bro, you're the biggest fucking hypocrite there is. You're fucking all these women. You're doing all these things. Uh, and again, it's just it's the premiere. And the thing I love about this is that people are calling him out. But they're not calling out Islam because mm-hmm. in Islam, the man basically does whatever the hell he wants. Women are nothing but property. And nobody is saying that. It's like, oh, his misogynistic tendencies. Like, yeah, but he's comparing it or his beliefs are rooted in Islam. He literally quotes things. But nobody's going to talk about that, which is funny. So yes, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how this turns out. But he also ran a thing called Hustler University. Apparently, it's one of these things that you can go pay for, and they're going to teach you how to be a man, how to start a gun. I need to get involved in this kind of shit. <laughs> We're going to call this In the Arena University, where John Burke teaches you how to fat shame people and get famous for it. But this stuff right here, it's just, I don't know, man. I think it's, it's, it's capitalizing on the desperation of an audience seeking a father figure or seeking guidance in the business world. But we'll see. Neighbors reveal details about Andrew Tate's sordid Hustlers University. Dozens of American and British teens traveled to Andrew Tate's swank Romanian compound to attend his Hustlers University, which was reportedly added to Google Maps so they wouldn't get lost. Neighbors of the controversial influencer sprawling high-security compound told the Times of London that during the summer, hordes of 18- and 19-year-old men began showing up there where women worked around-the-clock shifts producing porn videos. There were groups arriving three or four times a week. Sometimes there were three taxis a day, a neighbor said, of the misogynistic uh, misogynist Mecca, which offered supposed instruction on how to get rich quickly outside the capital city of Bucharest. They were young men. They said they were attending the Hustler University, the locals said. Um, Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate are escorted by police officers outside the headquarters of the uh, directorate for investigating organized crime and terrorism in Bucharest after being detained for 24 hours in Romania, December 29, 2022. The location was eventually added to Google Maps so taxi drivers could find it, according to the Times. Tate, a 36-year-old former world kickboxing champion and British Big Brother participant, was arrested Thursday for allegedly running an organized crime group that trafficked women and forced them to create porn meant to be seen on specialized websites for a cost. <clears throat> um, Andrew Tate smoked a cigar, counting his money at his Romanian home. Andrew Tate, the women allegedly kept under house arrest with videos of one victim suspected to have generated nearly 55000 a month while she was paid nothing. Tate has reportedly said that the women keep 80% to 85% of the income from their videos and that most of the girls ended up being multimillionaires. Tate was busted along with his brother Tristan, 34, and two alleged female accomplices during a raid on the compound where cash and guns were allegedly seized. Uh, police raiding Andrew Tate's home said a neighbor said that at least eight to 10 women appeared in the videos during constant rotating shifts inside. You could see the women inside working on this, on the video cameras. A neighbor said there were women there 24 hours a day. The number of women reportedly dropped after police raided the compound in April. Um, Tate was arrested for allegedly running an organized crime group that trafficked women and forced them to create porn meant to be seen on specialized website. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Tate bought the building in 2016 for roughly 180,000 British pounds or about 217,000 neighbors said the controversial social media figure who's been called the king of toxic masculinity masculinity reportedly had additions built and also bought an adjoining property during the summer. 
In addition to allegedly hosting the crooked porn operation, the, the converted storage facility reportedly serves Tate's home and private gym and is registered as a shooting range which allows guards to carry weapons. Uh, Andrew Tate was busted along with his brother Tristan, 34, and two alleged female accomplices, but all right, we're just repeating the same shit. So there you have it. That's Andrew Tate. Not looking good for him. Allegedly. Allegedly. Innocent until proven guilty. It's true. It's true, but I'm telling you, I think my gut's going. He's probably guilty. You think so? I, think I don't so. know, man. I just I, dude, if it's if if they prove he's not, hey, kudos. Would you if you were doing something so illegal? Mm-hmm. Would you want your face out there, and you, would you want to go viral as much as he has gone viral, or would you want to stay kind of back in the shadows? Well, that where could nobody be the knows front who for you him. are. You that know could be I mean? the front. Is that he's so big? It's like the exact same reason you're saying right now. It's like why would you be the, exactly that reason to where people are like, yeah, he would never do that. He's all he's too exposed. He's too out there. I mean, my, okay, John Gotti, the Teflon Don, same thing. He was out there. The mob didn't like him for that. He was too flashy, brought too much attention. But John Gotti, same thing. It's not, I mean, Capone, Al Capone, many of these flashy gangsters. But because here's the thing. They're like the anti-hero. People like them for this. It's like a big fuck you to the government, big fuck you to the establishment. Now, again, I'm not condoning what he did as far as like if it's true that he forced women to have sex. Now, if these women were cam models or whatever, and they voluntarily did it, there's nothing wrong. That's on you. I wouldn't agree with that, but that's on you. That's free market. Do what you want. But that being said, if there was rape or they were forced to do this or they weren't paid yet, then yeah, you've got grounds to sue. But also, I don't think the Romanian police are going to make a bust of this magnitude to where they're arresting all of them on the grounds of just probable cause. They probably have evidence. I'm guessing on this one. Now, is it possible that, you know, Greta just, Thunberg uh, made some calls? No, I don't think so. I yeah, really don't. I don't know. know that she has that kind of clout. She does not I have mean, that kind of power. No. I don't know. I just, I still have <clears> such <throat> a hard time trusting any government at this point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not sitting here saying the Romanian government is like, oh, they're, 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 they're the good guys. Like, fuck no. I think there's corruption all over the place. Yeah, it's just, it's, I think they've done this to themselves where it's very difficult to believe anything that the government says at this oh, point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're not questioning anything that comes out of <clears throat> these people's mouths, then. Yeah. Have you, have you learned nothing from the show? <laughs> Question everything. It's, yeah, I saw that happen while I was over in Europe and I was just like, <sighs> I've never looked up to this guy, but the stuff he says, some of it is like, no, he's right on that. Other stuff is like, you're an idiot. Like you're, you're a fucking idiot, bro. But you have the Tate fans that are just like, he is, he's hoarded in certain circles as like being one of the very most masculine men of 2022. And I'm like, for what, what do you do? Like you, your kickboxer, great, but let's put this into context though. You got men that are fathers that are going to these, these, uh, these blue collar jobs every fucking day working their asses off to put food on their table and providing like, isn't it, isn't it interesting that we, we no longer hold those that basically comprise the backbone of America, the working man and woman, like they're, they're not the, they're not the definitions of what it means to be a man. It has to be, you got to flaunt your cigars. You got to fly help. What color is your Bugatti? Well, my question now is like, what color is your jail cell? (laughs) I'm just sitting there saying, ouch, I don't need a Bugatti. Like a Bugatti is not a sign that makes you a fucking man. Like, I think it goes way more into the moralistic side of the house of a man, you're a man of your word, you know? And I'm not saying that we're all going to be perfect. I think there's a learning process. We have to become better than what we were before. But I feel like Andrew Tate really fixated on the materialistic things that apparently made him a man. No, dude, that, that's, that's the furthest thing from it. In fact, that's like the most beta shit you can really ever do is say, well, what color is your Bugatti? Cool, dude, you had a gift. You could kickbox, but what did you do with it? It's like, you're a douche now. Like, great. 
But he didn't make all that money just off of being a kickboxer, that's though, right? Other, I don't know. It's like how much money? Because yeah, kick, I'm not trying to downplay kickboxing. No, no, kickboxing, not at all. It's, does kickboxing but, pay what like boxing pays? I don't. Because I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it does. So the question is, how did he become a like billionaire? The UFC doesn't even pay what boxing does. Nope. Like if you look at any of those guys, what they get paid is like, ugh. The one thing that I am kind of disappointed in, though, is that I think he was supposed to fight Jake Paul. Yeah. I would have actually watched that fight. Yeah, I, I would have watched that fight. You know, so, but, you know, I agree with some of the things that some of these guys say, like, um, I'm not trying to put Patrick Bet David. I don't know if you know who that is, but in the same category, but he talks about when, you know, in school, they teach you how to get a job and how to save your money. So mm -hmm. when you're 65, you can retire yep. instead of, you know, how to become wealthy young so you can enjoy it while you're young. It's a, you know That's I mean? a very good point because that, that requires like a whole restructure over education system. It's, you and know, and you are, see these things, these kind of cryptic messages that Elon Musk puts out, like uh, the matrix with unlearn everything that you've been taught. Yeah. I, I agree with that to a, a, a certain point where, yeah. you know, we've been taught wrong in a lot of aspects. Yeah, you've been taught yeah. to you've been taught to be worker ants, mm -hmm. right? So you know, you've been taught to go to work, do this. Do I've this, had to you know, change pay my your position. Taxes, sh shut up. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I've had to change my position on a few things in the last, man, I want to say six months. Um Traditionalism definitely has a place in our society that I feel like it should be brought back, mm -hmm. but in a more positive light. I think that men and women in traditional roles, it's actually a very good thing um, because I hadn't experienced it in a very long time. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this topic because we still have a lot more to get to. But there's something to be said. I want to kind of do a show dedicated to that because I feel like traditionalism is viewed as to where the man suppresses the woman. But there needs to be a more progressive traditionalism to where it's kind of like the man still being the lead, but also not uh, more so in the sense of like the man is in the lead but he's defending his queen. That's the woman he loves. He respects her. He loves her, you know, and he takes care of her. And I feel like old traditionalism is so embedded with toxic masculinity as a result of like leftist propaganda that people don't want to embrace traditionalism anymore. And I think there's something to be said that when a man can be so masculine, not this is look how tough I am, but he actually works his ass off. He's there to protect his woman, to, to provide that she can drop her guard and allow her femininity to come forward and be an actual effeminate woman. I see a lot of these female influencers, especially in the political space. Um, I've had some friends trying to hook me up with other influencers over the years. And I look at this woman and I was like, no. I was like, why are you not interested? It's like, I don't think that she would ever allow me to lead her. Not in the sense of like, I'm in charge, but in the sense of like, if you have a relationship, there's got to be a leader. There has to be a leader. Someone's, and it doesn't mean like you don't take what they have to say or you don't want to listen to their opinion. It's in fact the opposite. It's like you both come together, you weigh your options, say this is what we should do. And ultimately the guy's got to make the call. Um, and I feel like there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, single parent homes to where yeah. these girls grow up, even and males. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grow up without, you know, father a, figure, a mother father figure, figure yeah. mother figure. It takes two. Yeah. Yeah. So when a female grows up in a single parent home that they learn that they yeah. have to rely on themselves and they take on that dominant role. But so, you see, and the, here's the thing. That's a good thing. It's, it's a generational thing that that you have to work out. It's not something that changes yeah. overnight. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's something that has to be, it's a generational thing. So like what I'm teaching my kids right now mm -hmm. is, you know, 
teaching my daughter how she should be loved by showing her affection, showing mm-hmm. her attention, that kind of stuff, right. and showing my son how he needs to be loved and how he should be loved. So when he grows up, he knows how to yeah. treat his wife, treat his kids, and treat <clears throat> his family. So See, I never got that. Yeah, I, I never didn't got either. that because my father wasn't there. Right. Like, I never, I never even learned how to date. You yeah. know, that's we talked about this before, like yeah. teaching your children actually how to date. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of that comes with time and experience and stuff like that. But the longer I've been uh, just kind of mulling this over in my head, uh, there's just a few stances I'm going to have to change my opinion on. Not through anything should be forced, just my viewpoint on it. But uh, and I, we'll make another show to that. But um, I wanted to bring this up real quick. This article just kind of came to my attention uh, in the last 24 hours. This is posted by Terminal CWO over on Instagram. <clears throat> who shared this from Steve Bannon. Um, you remember General White Rage Mark Miley? Well, Steve Bannon had posted, he said, General Mark Miley's outright military coup against President Trump's stunning own self-admission. Um, extraordinary moment, January 6th committee reveals General Miley agreed with Pelosi. Trump is crazy, reassured her nuke codes were safe. This came out January 2nd of 2023, folks. Miley's testimony from November 17, 2021, offered multiple headline-grabbing moments, including his agreeing with then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi account of a phone call between the two on January 8th of 2021, two days after the attack on the U.S. Capitol. CBS Robert Costa tweeted the relevant part of the transcript on Monday, flagging it as an extraordinary moment in American history. As Speaker of the House asks the chairman of the Joint Chiefs in the nuclear, if the nuclear codes are safe because she fears the president is crazy and liable to make a deadly decision to stay in power. Donald Trump was still technically president at the time, folks, so keep that in mind. Uh, Costa wrote, sharing the section of the transcript, the question asked by the committee reads, yeah, what prompts her call is concerned about president's ability Uh, stability or mental health. She even says in the call, you know, he's crazy, don't you? And she is reported to have said at General Miley that you agreed with her. The transcript adds, you said, I agree a hundred percent with everything you've said. This is General Miley to Speaker Pelosi. The one thing I can guarantee is that as the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, I want you to know, I want you to know this in your heart of hearts. I can guarantee you 110% that the military use of military power, whether it's nuclear or a strike in a foreign country of any kind, we're not going to do anything illegal or crazy. You reassured her that despite her concerns about the president's stability, the nuclear codes and the launch capacity has to go through this process. And you personally will ensure that nothing crazy, the word that you used, happens. Um, That's right. And as you know, talking to the Speaker of the House, Miley answered according to the transcript. That's treason. That's treason. You're you're, you're undermining the president of the United States, your boss. Now, granted... And Miley's admission, this has been going on. He'd been happening for a long time. He said in his admission that he was doing everything to undermine Trump that he could. So, and here's the thing. Trump, he has some horrible picks. Sessions, a lot. I mean, these are Trump picks. Yeah. Trump's picked some duds. So, and I want to get to the, the most recent thing Trump has said that I actually agree with him on. But to go back to this post, this is General Miley. How can Dakota Meyer, Medal of Honor recipient, and Tim Kennedy, two prominent figures in the veteran influencer world, ever say this is a good guy? Ever say this guy that has sided with the Chinese that told his Chinese counterpart, and this is come this is coming out more and more and more. This guy committed treason, and then you have a Medal of Honor recipient and Tim Kennedy come out and say that he's a good guy because he helped them get some some Afghanistan interpreters out of Afghanistan before the fall. Are you kidding me with this? Hmm. I'm at a loss. I'm I'm genuinely at a loss, folks. I can't believe this. I mean, I can. But it's just, it's mind-blowing. This guy undermined the president. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, Trump did have some shitty picks. He did. He really did. And he's got only himself to blame for that one. Yeah. I mean, you know. But, dude, it's just it's just mind-blowing to me how anybody could say that this is a good guy. He mm. is not a good man. It's fucking treason. Yeah. But... All right, this next one this is a slippery slope. Now, before you pass judgment, folks, give me a second to explain myself here. Um, I posted this about it. I posted about this, I think, yesterday about Trump's most recent speech uh, or most recent post on social media or on True Social. Um, listen to what he says here. He says, it wasn't my fault that the Republicans didn't live up to the expectations in the midterms. It was a 2233 to 20. It was the abortion issue poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the mother. Those large numbers of voters, also the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion, got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court and just plain disappeared, not to be seen again, plus Mitch, plus Mitch stupid monies. Um... Trump's actually right on this one, but he shouldn't have said it because here's the reason the, the diehard pro-lifers, there's like three different categories when it comes to abortion. You've got the extreme or the left that it's like abortion should be legal across the board. You've got the middle. That's like, no abortion shouldn't be legal unless it's in certain circumstances like Trump listed or the people that are on the right that say under no circumstances. So it's like those three different categories. I find myself more in the middle because I feel like if an 11 year old girl is raped, she should not be forced to have this child. Again, she didn't voluntarily have sex. She was forced upon. Therefore, she should bear no responsibility. I get it's still murdering a child. I get that because this is one of those situations. There is not going to be a good, just call. It's dirty no matter what. But that being said, Trump's actually right on this one. But the way it's going to be perceived against Trump is that he's going after the extreme pro-lifers. I shouldn't even say extreme, just pro-lifers. So what Trump is saying here is like, he's actually kind of right, but you didn't need to say it. Like, don't say it out loud. Trump's trying to cast off any responsibility of him being held accountable for why we didn't do so good in the midterms. He didn't need to do that. Like, you really didn't need to post about this. But this gives a very, very bad look to Trump because now you're alienating a lot of your pro-life constituency base. All the influencers are going after him on this one. And it's just like, whoever his PR guy is, if he even has one, I don't even know. But it's like, dude, don't tweet it. Like, don't tweet. If I seen that, I was like, don't do that. That's a big no-no. That's all these people do is go after him. Like, well, on this one, it's I their kinda, job. It is their oh, yeah. job to stay on Twitter all day long yeah. and just shit post Trump. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. look, you look at these guys and you think this is the only thing they do all day long. Yeah, you can follow like like Rob Reiner, Brooklyn Defiant Dad. Yeah, all these, what's the these other guys? Are, he's paid. like a he's he's they're he's a Marine, Ron Filippelli or something like that. Some dude, he's got a Ukraine flag next to his oh, name. Oh, Jesus. But this guy posts Trump shit. Just yeah. like that's all casual stuff. Yeah. I'm like, like that's, these all, people that's are all you so do? If you're so into politics and government and being American <laughs> and serving America, and you can't look at this current administration yeah. and say, this is a complete shit show. Well, that's What's why they're doubling on? down on Trump is to take yeah. attention away from Biden. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that doesn't see that, it's just a... Oh, yeah. As a Democrat, I guess. Yep. I, I mean, that's who you're voting for. Yeah, I agree. But you get this Ian Miles Chong. He's an influencer for the left or for the right. He says, Donald Trump says the Republicans lost the midterms because of pro-lifers who got their wishes granted by the Supreme Court and then didn't bother voting. Do you agree? I don't agree with that at all. I, I really don't agree with that at all. But the article uh, paints or the article is about Elon Musk, and he actually agrees with Trump on this. Let me ask you this as far as the abortion um, ruling that came down. Do you think they did that on purpose? Who? The Supreme Court. As far as when they released it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say nothing has nothing is by coincidence. It's all by design. Yeah, hundred percent. Because honestly, wouldn't it make more sense? It definitely energized the left. That's for sure. If you think it's going <clears> to <throat> affect the midterm, and these are all, I mean, right leaning mm-hmm. justices, right? Yeah. To like push it toward to twenty twenty three after the, uh, or do you think maybe that's why they leaked it so early? They leaked. It was intentional. Again, no word on that. We still don't know who the leaker was, do we? Like no. nothing, nothing came about. Again, nope. it was another article that got pushed under the rug. Um, nobody really cared about it. And that's it illegal. Really, it is illegal. And yet here we are. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, man, I, <laughs> the more I, I, it was great to have a kind of a break from social media. I was still on it every so often. We're fucked. We're just fucked, folks. Unless there's another revolution, this this doesn't stop. I mean, because we see things we like We still this. don't know who Jeffrey Epstein's right. people were. We don't know what's going on. None of these people are being held accountable. Yeah. We don't, it's just, it's pathetic. Like, I've lost all faith in the justice system. We just, everybody got comfortable with the fact that, okay, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, well, who killed him? Yeah. Who well, did the, it The then? video cameras went out, yeah. And then who was the list? What's the who list? Who was the list? That's the other thing. Nobody's going to jail because it's extreme memo? corruption, Who leaked folks. the justice's memo? Who the was only it? way you fix this is if you just overthrow the government. There's only, and again, it's just, it's just going to repeat itself in like maybe 100, 200 years, whatever the case may be. But, dude, it's just it's such a bad time. It's such a very bad time to be in America. Like, the only way out of this is to vote your way out. And people are just, they don't have any faith in the voting system anymore. And when you have stuff like Arizona. Carrie Lake's thing got overturned. Yeah. Like got tossed that, out. It was just bullshit. All of it. It's like, what the fuck? And, and these people celebrate it like it's a massive victory for them that the government is so corrupt. Well, because they don't they don't view it as being corrupt. They just view it as like, oh, no, she won fair and square. Katie Hobbs won fair and square. Katie lost. I don't know how you could <clears> look <throat> at that whole situation and be like, yeah, yeah, that's on the up and up. Yeah. If you switch, if you reverse roles, oh, yeah. Democrats are burning down cities <clears throat> again. The left would murdering be people. Yeah. Until they get their way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, That's just how it is. <laughs> the world we live in now. It's just going to take, it's going to take violence. It will come down to violence. And I think America is definitely on a very fast trajectory heading that direction. Because just the shit that I'm seeing now is just insane, man, all over social media. And I'm trying to pull away from it a little bit more so I don't have that doomsday kind of outlook. But it ain't looking good. It, it is looking not good, looking buddy. good at all. Not when um, you have Title 42 getting ready to... Uh, well, apparently they're going to they're gonna leave it. They're going to leave it in place. That's what they're saying. Even this, still, look what's going on. Like, Title 42 or no Title 42, these people are coming across the border yeah. by the tens of thousands. There was an article today that I read that talked about there was a, uh, a multiple uh, felony cr- uh, committing illegal alien that was found in Vermont. Like, he'd been deported twice. Yeah. Guy was a murderer. Um, in this Vermont. has been going on for like, what the fuck? decades. Hmm? Remember right before Trump got elected, who there was Katie... Uh, Stein or whatever. Katie, yeah, yeah, where she got shot by an illegal alien yep. who had found a gun. And nothing happened to him. No. He did, I, did, he'd I don't deported. even know he got he'd deported. Been, he'd been deported five times before. Came out, he was drunk, got a gun. Which just, just it goes to show it people, it's like deporting them, it doesn't do anything. Because again, they just come right back over. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't change anything. Yeah. And that's why people was like, oh, well, no, we need to do this. It's like, no. <clears throat> so... It's just, it is what it is. But I think, yeah, from what I read, Title 42 is going to stay in place. I don't know. I just, it's funny to me that kind of like um, Biden has uh, changed course on a few of Trump's policies. It's like, ah, we're not going to go all the way through that, Title 42 being one of them. Um, but anyway, the, the previous thing we just talked about for Trump, it says Elon Musk responds to Trump blaming abortion. Elon agrees with it. Um, I, I think he's right. I think he's right. Like the pro-lifers, the, the, that's what I was talking about. The GOP has got to, you've got to progress a little bit. you got to concede. And I don't mean concede ground and giving it to the left, but concede that maybe some of the things that we were brought up to think was true 
there should be some caveats, mm-hmm. abortion being one of them. Yes. Uh, right to life of the mother, she should have that choice. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. If she's facing potential yeah. death, I don't know that. That's that's, that's 100% her choice on the table as anyway. Like if the life of the mother is in yeah. jeopardy, do they? You see, that's the thing that it comes down I, to the individual states, right? Um, and then you know, rape, incest, and again, these are single percentiles think, below five percent of all abortion reasons. And again, it's always the minor percentile of things that are used to represent the whole, yeah. and it's not. But we do have to have concessions for certain situations. As like, yes, an abortion should be on the table. Right to life of the mother being one of them. But again, I don't know of any states that that is illegal. Yeah, I know. That's the other thing. So is this just a talking point that is just repeated because that the left tries to use? Like, no, that's actually... They're trying to say that here in Texas. So there's a six weeks. So after six weeks, mm-hmm. you can't get an abortion here yeah, in Texas. Yeah, the heartbeat bell, yeah. No matter what. Yeah. So And, and like, that's oh, right well, about the time you find Incest and this and that. Well, you have six weeks to... Well, a lot of people don't know the results. They don't even know they're pregnant for the first six weeks. That's that's the catch. That's the thing that's kind of fucked up. But even with that being said, and this um, I've talked about this before. I ran this by my girlfriend because I wanted a woman's opinion on this. But I'm like, answer me this. If you're a woman and you got raped and you're in a state where abortions were not available at all, like Texas, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you go immediately get plan B? Right. And I'm not saying this like, well, you deserve. I'm just simply saying. What is the rationale behind this is because you just endured a very traumatic event and you don't want to deal with that? Because to me, that's like, look, you just endured something horrific, though just horrible, but you still need to do this just to ensure you're not pregnant from yeah. this person. How is this happening? Now, I would be okay with, say, for example, a woman needs to report that she was raped. And like a part of that process is they're going to push her towards a doctor and the doctor is going to prescribe her something to ensure that she's not pregnant. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. If that was state funded, I'd be okay with that because sure. I feel like she was raped. We got to take care of her. Mm-hmm. That That's some bullshit. It also helps us. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I feel like socialist programs that we have in this country are used for the wrong fucking things versus the right things. But that's just me personally. Or you could have, or like, actually, maybe not, community-sponsored things. Like, you'd have community senators, or senators, Jesus, senators, like, uh, I hate saying this, but like Planned Parenthood. But I know we have the right-to-life clinics as well. Mm-hmm. But things like this could serve to help these women that are undergoing these horrific, horrific uh, experiences yeah, to not, where abortion doesn't even have to be an option. I'm not a Planned Parenthood guy at all. No, me neither. Yeah, me neither. I, I think that organization is just It could have been used for something demonic. 10 times better. 10 times better, but they went that direction. Yeah, even if... What's the lady's name? Margaret uh, Thatcher. Is that her name? Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, the, the lady who, who started it. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. No, 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 no. Was it Margaret? Oh, fuck no. It wasn't Margaret Thatcher. I can't think of her last name. Oh, was God. It? Was it? I forget. Chat. No. I don't know who it was. <clears throat> but, but she wasn't like the most savory person. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you read some well, of Well, they talked stuff. about they were trying to go after the black population. Right. Yeah. She was yeah. trying to murder black babies. Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger. Thank yeah. you. It wasn't Margaret. Margaret Thatcher was over in England. Um. You guys got it. You guys got it. But Trump making that post, bro, it set Twitter on fire. And I'm just sitting there looking at this going like, no, he's actually kind of right. The GOP, you need to progress in some such in some areas. And again, the the dichotomy of this or the people that are going to juxtapose this with this of, well, we shouldn't progress because that's just giving an inch to the left. Well, you can call it giving an inch to the left in certain, like, say, for example, if we want to ban, uh, ban bump stocks. Yeah, that's giving 100%. But this is also, it's not giving an inch to the left if it basically falls into the realm of common fucking sense. I'm sorry. If that's more of a leftist approach or a leftist ideology, well, then they're right on that one. So we should progress in that in that sector and say, look, we're pro-life, but in these situations, abortions should be an option on the table. 
I don't care if people don't like me for that. I feel like if you had a, a very young girl who was raped by a fucking dude and he impregnates her, no, I don't want her life being made 10 times. Because here's the thing. She's 11 or 12, whatever. She's not going to be able to raise that kid. It falls on the parents. The parents have to raise that child. And much and that other kid, the trauma, all that stuff. So, no, I feel like she didn't voluntarily put herself in that situation. Why should she be made to carry this child to full term? I just don't agree with that. I just don't. And, again, I'm not, I'm not celebrating. It's like, oh, it's a good thing. It sucks. It's still killing an unborn. I get it. But give me a better, give me, a, give me a, an alternative. Well, she could, you know, have the child and put it up for adoption. She's, what if they're 11, 10, 9, 12, 13? No. It's just, I'm sorry, I can't agree with that. But that's just me. That's just me. But Trump is right on this one. I feel like the GOP in this situation, like Trump is never going to win over leftists. He will never win them over. But again, it's that fringe. It's that fringe group. And we'll see. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, the most recent headline that is making all the news is the Monday night football suspended after Buffalo's Dahmer Hamlin suffers life-threatening injury. I know we were talking about this prior to the show. For those that don't know, the NFL's weekly uh, week 17 Monday night football game was quickly suspended after Buffalo Bills defensive back Damar Hamlin suffered a serious injury during the first quarter, an injury so bad it necessitated CPR. I watched the play. The hit wasn't that hard. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that hard. When he stands back up, you see him a little woozy, and then he just falls flat out, passes yeah. out. Apparently, he had to rush uh, uh, medical personnel out there, administer CPR, got his heart beating again. Yeah, they spent nine minutes doing that shit. It, it, yeah. It was like, yeah. if you looked at the faces of the guys that made the wall around him, so the CPR, like, they were visibly shook. Yeah from whatever the CPR that they were doing. The game between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals was immediately suspended after Hamlin was hit hard, then stood up and he wasn't hit hard. Now, look, I am not trying to go into conspiracy theorism about the vaccine. That's what everybody's asking. It's the first thing we ask, and I totally get it. But, guys, we have to be truthful. He was not hit hard. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, it must have been the vaccine. I'm saying it like, stop painting this to be something it's not. He was not hit that hard. Yeah, we've seen... Oh, bro, Hits. yeah, yes. Way harder than... Even this kid's 24 years old. 24 years old, peak mm-hmm. condition of... I mean, just... Yeah. The 24-year-old Hamlin was taken off the field on a stretcher and rushed to the hospital around... And just to push pause, I, I think from the last report I read, he's still... He's still he's, He's, he's in alive. critical condition. He's in critical condition, yeah. but he's alive. Um, an early report by Fox Sports reporter Joe Daneman claimed that Hamlin had a pulse but was not breathing on his own immediately after his collapse. I'm told that Demler Hamlin... Okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Fox reporter added the player is now listed in critical condition. Uh, both teams took the field to kneel in support of the other injured player. I see a picture of that right there. The Bengals sent out a tweet sending their thoughts and prayers to Hamlin. Um, Hamlin was a 2021 NFL draft six round pick out of Pittsburgh. He quickly became a starter for the team. Uh, and, you know, instantaneously, the first question everybody asks, was he was he vaxxed? I don't know that it was the first question, but it's no, definitely... you you know that's like the first, bro. Anytime there's a massive shooting, the first thing is who was the shooter, what color, what political like line do they side on, and what was the gun used? And if it was a white person with an AR-15, oh, you got yourself a gold mine, MSM. You got yourself a gold mine. See, I didn't see anybody because I went to Twitter. I mean, obviously, you want to figure out what's going on as yeah. fast as you can. Like, yeah. as soon as he leaves the stadium in an ambulance, you know, is he still alive? What's yeah. going on? But it's. It's the leftists who come out and say, if you bring up the vaccine, You're so help human. me God, so help me God, I'm going to turn you into a Dubai porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> I will shit like, you know your what? mouth. Yeah. It's like, what? 
Come on. It's, it's, a, it's a question people want to ask, and I think it's a completely justified uh, yeah. question. And I mean, if you're going to ask people for vaccination status, going yeah. into a store or getting onto a plane 100%. or going into another fucking country, then yeah. if something like this happens, now Tommy Vex posted a, one of the, like a video of 700 and something athletes last year mm. who just fell over and died of heart attacks. Yeah. So something's going on, and... It's like to the, try the, to silence people from asking questions yeah, yeah. makes me want to ask even more questions. Fuck, that's why we got banned on YouTube. Probably yeah. not getting that account back. That's that's just it. And I don't even think I'm getting my my Twitter account back. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter at John Burke Rants. It's the longest account I've had yet. Here is the um, here is the link. Just twitter.com slash John Burke Rants. Go give me a follow over there. We appreciate that, guys. That's where I do all my notifications. So, um, oh, yeah, the machete attack over in New York on the brand. That was his first day or second day on the job. He was a New York City police officer. And it wasn't, I don't think it was directly in Times Square, but I think it was on the outer side of it. And um, this dude got attacked with machete. He's in critical condition. And turns out it was a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, and it's the Muslim. Ew, and here we go again. Um, I, he survived, I believe. But you see the machete. It's like it's one of the scimitar kind of look or the, the curved ones like Jesus. Like you're just like, what the fuck? I hope they I hope they shot this dude. I hope they shot this piece of shit. Probably didn't. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. It's sad, though, about uh, Damar Hamlet. It's I mean, yeah. It's my parents, both sad. who are Muslim, do not believe that women are property. Well, that's good, but most Muslims in the Middle East do, and I was there for a very long time. So if you're trying to disagree with me, you're full of shit, and I've actually been there. So cool. Your parents are anecdotal evidence. I've actually been over there, and I've seen it firsthand. So don't sit there and, like, preach to me. I had some fucking douchebag on my Instagram trying to argue with me. It's like, oh, I know all about the Middle East. Women are not treated like fucking property. It's like, uh, then you're an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you been there? Have you actually fucking been there? I have. Yes, they're treated like property. To this day, they're still treated like, look at Iran. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> it's just nuts. People want to argue about everything these fucking days. It's not true. Yes, it is. It's very much true. But anywho. Yeah. I mean, the good news for uh, for Hamlin is that he is still alive. Hopefully, yeah. he pulls through. Hopefully 24 he makes years it. old. It's incredibly sad. You know, his mom was at the game. They showed pictures of video Oof. of him, like, Oof. hugging his mom before the game and all that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's terrible. That is terrible. But I think asking what the cause is and having concerns. Oh, and here's the thing. If anybody has is, an issue with that, they announce yeah. that every single time. If there's a player that's yeah. injured, the first thing they're asking for is like, hey, what's the what's the diagnosis? Doc? Right. Because what they want to get to is, okay, is he out for the rest of the season and what is the team going to do? Mm-hmm. So this is no different. Anybody saying what was the causation, it's the same thing. But because they're trying to make it possibly linked to the vaccine, someone's like, oh, well, don't ask. Don't ask. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, of course we're going to ask. We have to ask. Or people are going to ask. They're, they're, that's where reporters' jobs are. They do want to ask. So, again, that's it's yeah. just mind-blowing to me. It's, but, I, I don't think it's out of bounds. Or oh, absolutely not. Or absolutely, like it's, it's perfectly a reasonable question. Yeah, it's... Like I said, because nobody I mean, wants with, this kid to to die or anything yeah. terrible to happen to any of these players. Yeah, it's you know, but obviously, people who took the vaccine would probably want to know: Am I in some sort of uh, danger? Bro, people are still wearing masks. I was riding into work today. I look over to my right. There's a nice little Porsche. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I look in, older dude with a mask on. I'm like, all I could do is just shake my head and laugh. It's like, you fucking idiots, man. They had the <laughs> you idiots. local news on at the gym this morning, and they had another COVID variant coming on. Oh, like, God. Make sure you get your booster. I'm mm. like, yeah, right. Dude, I'm, 
I, I don't know how anybody could still have any faith in this after even the interviews yeah. of of their God King Gates himself coming out and saying, oh, we kind of got it wrong. It's for elderly and really young, not middle-aged, and for also the obese. It's like, uh, you know. I'm hoping uh, Elon releases a bunch of shit on Fauci here pretty soon. They're saying that he is. The new his, Twitter uh, files dump is, and here's the thing. That's why Elon's brilliant for doing this. Excuse me. He's getting way more traffic to Twitter because he's doing, he's got the playbook of everything. There's so much shit that Twitter has been involved in. So he just releases bit by bit over time and gets more people to push the Twitter. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even blame the guy for that. And of course, now they're writing articles like Elon is the first person to ever lose $200 billion. It's like, you guys really don't get how business works. Like, you really don't get how business works. He's restructuring Twitter, and eventually it is going to make him a lot more money than it, are, than it was before. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Lift the restrictions on certain advertising. Allow guns to be sold. Open it up. All this stuff. And I'm telling you, it'll work. He'll become a, a billionaire. A billionaire. He's still a billionaire. <laughs> I love how all these like poor people are kind of like, he's lost $200 billion. It's like, yeah, but he's still richer than you or anybody else. I, don't know, I know. He's going to lose $200 billion and still be wealthier than everybody else in the world. Yeah. I, that's just crazy to me. Um, Poland asks the UN to step in as it pushes Germany for World War II reparations. Are you kidding me? Like, no, you're not entitled to shit. That generation's dead for the most part. I'm like, are you kidding me? It'd be like, this would be like in 60 years after I'm dead and gone, the next generation saying, we need reparations from the war in the Middle East. Like, What are the that, odds that they're saying that from their couch eating a bag oh, of chips? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I need reparations. Bro. Give me my Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. Poland on Tuesday appealed to the United Nations to step in and assist with Warsaw's attempts to have Germany pay reparations for damages incurred during World War II. Poland's deputy. So where where is the buck stop with this? How far are we going back with this? Like World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. America's got to pay Vietnam. Oh, we really want to go down this route because I'm telling you. And then let's take care of like we'll just say the 20th century. Now let's go back to the 19th century. Let's go back to the 18th. How far are we going back? Because then how is that fair? If you open that gate to go down that road of reparations for everything that you did wrong, how far back we going? The Romans. Go all the way back to the oh, Romans. Oh, the Pope died. That sucks. Oh, the uh, Not for me, but I don't give a fuck. The Pope Benedict? Yeah, he died. <clears throat> also, the, one of the main dudes that basically knew about all the molestation didn't say a word. Yeah. Let's see. How long You'll forgive me die? if I don't give a fuck. Has it been three days? Why? Uh... Just wondering if that Antichrist thing is going to pan. <laughs> is it him? It's the next one. It's the next, it's the next one. It's, it's the next pope. pope. Uh, I got I got into an argument on Twitter with some dude defending Catholicism. I was like, here, like, bro, like, I don't care what you believe. Do your thing. I don't believe in Catholicism. I feel like, no. But anyway, uh, when he sat there, like, even um, I, I was really interested or I was really surprised to see um, Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire mm-hmm. uh, talking about the Pope in a very positive context. And I'm like, this is the most wokest pope we've ever seen, and you're endorsing this guy. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like, man, religion really has a lot of you guys blinded. I know. Like he, that's why I'm saying I don't believe in the pope. I don't believe in Catholicism. Yeah. And I'm not talking shit about those that do. I'm simply saying, from my own theological beliefs and perspectives, I could never acknowledge another man as God's representative on earth. Yeah. I couldn't. Um, but these Michael Knowles and the rest of them do, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. I don't get it, how you can endorse a pope that is so woke. He's anti-gun. He's anti-everything. Um, he's just he's a, he's a douche. Pro-homosexual. Yeah. He's basically converting 
uh, Catholicism into a more uh, progressive uh, theology, I guess. It's like, mm, no, I, you don't get he, to change God's word, even though you're the representative of him on, on the, I, I don't get that. I believe there's some Catholic priests who are actually like openly gay. Yeah. I don't know how that's allowed. Uh, yeah. Because with I them, it's like, works. if you don't abide by the rules of Catholicism, then you're, you're out, you're excommunicated. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they're that strict with it these days, but uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked to see Michael Knowles tweet that. And I'm like, I get that you're Catholic. But I mean, do can Catholics can Catholics is it okay for them to criticize the Pope or is that one of those you can't do that? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm any devout Catholics in the chat. Um, do, are you allowed to like? I know it's not illegal. Um, are you allowed to criticize like openly criticize the Pope? Because the, I know in their in their sect, it's essentially the Pope is God on earth, so you can't. It's like really? God's word. Oh yeah. Not not literally God. It's like he's the way to get to God, or he's he's God's representative on earth. Yeah, I was was raised to believe that Jesus Christ was the only way to get into heaven. Everybody's different. <laughs> Everybody's different. <laughs> but I'm just yeah. But uh, only one person is right. <sighs> I I don't argue people with religion because yeah. it's all faith based. I, I walked into um you know I did a lot of thinking about religion in my life, religion all over the world, and I made a tweet about it. And I, I walked into this bookstore in Edinburgh tiny little hole in the wall bookstore. My girlfriend wanted to go in there. And uh, on the wall was this one book that said, God is not real. I'm like, okay, is this like a spoof thing? Like, oh, and then you turn the cover. It's like, he's very real, but I got you, whatever. And it's like, no, this guy's like, he's got some forwards from some other authors or pen things saying like, if you ever were religious, you don't want to debate this guy because he'll tell you, it's like, why would you ever debate this guy? Why would you ever debate religion to begin with? It's man-made or it's, if you can't prove it. It's faith-based. That's all religion is. And I'm just looking at this. I'm sitting there looking at this book. And it's like, in a different time, this had been ripped off the shelves and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I look at society by and large, specifically America, and the more that we have pulled away from God, the more that we have pulled away from traditionalism, the more that we pulled away from uh, morality, um, look at the condition that we're in now. Look at the normalization of the LGBT and what mm -hmm. it has brought on us. We, at first it was let them get married fine. And then it turned into, well, now we have trans. Now trans women are women, trans men are men. Now you have child-friendly drag shows. Now you have minor attracted persons and the attempted normalization of pedophilia under the banner of the LGBT. And the LGBT has endorsed these events where there are children present at these very, very sexual drag queen shows. And for any liberal to sit there and to deny this, one look at the TikTok Boots account, it's literally proof of it. You see these people wearing next to nothing. There was one drag queen that literally he bent over, pulled his little thong aside, showed his butthole literally with a child sitting in the front of the stage. And we're sitting there. I look at this and it's like, this is because we have pulled away, not just from God. Now, for those that are secular, fine. Don't believe it. I, I'm not, I teach their own. But there is no denying that as a society, when we had a, a moral fundamentalistic belief, when we pulled away from it to approach a more hedonistic style belief of seeking the pleasures and the, the instantaneously grat or instantaneous gratification and things such as that, this is the condition we're in now. Mm -hmm. There is something to be said for embracing traditional values to an extent, but the pendulum in life never swings center mass. It's always too far one way. When we did have traditionalism, we actually had a good moral compass for the most part. We didn't have, like 10 years ago, you would never think that people would be attempting to normalize pedophilia. I don't know. I kind of felt like we were heading in that direction. 
Oh yeah, heading it absolutely. Maybe it's just, like, but we really hit fast forward in like these last five years. Like holy shit. Maybe like nine in the late nineties. Yeah, uh, I think you'd probably have a hard time believing that. Even like two thousand five. Yeah. Like okay, and then like yeah. the, it just kept getting. You kept going deeper and deeper into these to the yeah the abyss here, bro. I'm the, telling you, the only way this <laughs> stops. The only way this stops is violence. The cops aren't going to stop it. And that's just the only way it stops until the people rise up and they start freaking, you know, going out there and vigilante justice. It yeah. doesn't stop. So I remember like I had a friend of mine who had a lot of gay friends and uh, um, they were they were really nice guys. And we went to the Oaklawn, went with them. I think I was maybe like 28, <clears throat> 27, something like that. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking this is how they're celebrating being gay is <clears throat> half naked. Yeah branching around yeah. and I'm like, I don't know. This isn't really my thing. I mean, because that's just, that's the, that's the LGBT. Right. <clears throat> Look, here's the thing. We're like, talking it about was this. complete. It wasn't about, Hey, we're free or anything like that. Mm. This was, I was like, I told my buddy, I was like, I got to get out of here after this yeah. old man was trying to describe my genitals. I'm like, okay, I got to get out yeah, of here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, there's a difference <laughs> like in like being uh, openly uh, sexual uh, and uh, talking about yeah, like good things. This thing, is like, probably like two, uh, 2002, maybe yeah. something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Like I've never seen homosexuality represented by society in a means or in a, an example given of like people just want to love one each other. No, it's usually around we want to fuck who we want to fuck. It's like, so, okay, so you just want to be a whore. Fine, do what you want to do. I don't give a shit. But I'm not going to sit there and say, like, I'll be the first one to tell you hookup culture is a very bad thing. I've hooked up many times. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I I realize the error of a lot of my ways now that I've gotten older and I look back, it's like I gave pieces of myself. Because, look, there is something to be said when you have sex with somebody. You're transferring energy. You're giving pieces away. And when you do it so much, you become dead inside. Mm -hmm. And I look back and it's like, man, I, I should not have done that. I should not have done that. And I think a lot of it was me trying to validate myself as being worthy of receiving love and affections. Like, okay, I can get that woman. Well, good for you, but she doesn't love you. You don't love her. Who fucking cares? It means nothing. So I just, I did a lot of reflecting on this trip to Europe and just really thinking about things. And it's like, I get, I get why we adhere to a very traditional um, sense of how men and women should exist to coexist. Granted, we could change some things to make them better, but still hold true to the belief of, you know, one team, man and woman, their roles should be fulfilled because men and women are different, Mm -hmm. but we can't have that. But, uh, oh, before I forget, great news, Drunken Debates returns this Friday, 7.30 p.m. CST. Rob Noor, you know him, love Rob, good dude. He's gonna be helping me out Friday at 7.30 p.m. CST right here on Rumble. Uh, Rob's going to be streaming it on Twitch. Um, Drunken Debates. I think we're going for six panelists. I'll be moderating. Rob will be on the debate panel. We, him and I might be flip-flopping throughout the times we do this. Where I might be on the debate panel and he'll moderate. Or whatever the case may be. But that's going to be coming up. So Drunken Debates is returning. Rob's helping me out because normally I just don't have time to do a lot of this stuff. So we're excited for that. That'll be happening this Friday. Go check it out. It's going to be a very, very good time. So, All right. And then Barbados may seek reparations from Benedict Cumberpatch's family for owning slaves in the 18th and 19th centuries. Benedict Cumberpatch, uh, the famous actor who played Sherlock Holmes, he's in the Marvel's Avengers as Doctor Strange, love or Doctor is Doctor Doc- Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, he's in a lot of great roles. And like what? Dude, my favorite is what? when Zach Galifianakis interviews him. Oh yeah, oh, I didn't God, see that so one. Funny. Yeah, it's worth it's worth a look. 
Uh, Barbados may seek reparations from Benedict Cumberpatch's family for owning slaves as the actor's ancestors owned a slave plantation on the island during the 18th and 19th centuries. Any descendants of white plantation owners who have benefited from the slave trade should be asked to pay reparations, including Cumberpatch's family. David Denny, General Secretary of the Caribbean Movement for Peace and Integration, told The Telegraph. <laughs> if I was Benedict Cumberpatch, you'd be like, you're lucky the British Empire doesn't come back over and make you fucking slaves again, motherfucker. <laughs> Have you ever been to Barbados? No. Oh, I love it. I bet it's beautiful. It's, it really is. You know, the people are super nice, too. Uh, but last time I was there, unless like you own slaves, they're going to come after your white ass. Well, obviously. <laughs> you own it's slaves. Like, okay, so if that's the approach we're going to take, are we going to start going after, like, black slave owners and black slave traders? Do they owe reparations? This, this is the dumbest thing imaginable, folks. This is the stupidest thing I have ever fucking seen. To sit there and say, and the only reason they're going after him, he's a fucking millionaire. He's got the money. Yeah. It's like, dude, folks, if you're Christian, if you're white, they're coming after you. The only, the best way you can look at him or the best way you deal with you, tell him to go fuck off. Go play in traffic. Go suck start a shotgun. Fuck no. I ain't paying you a goddamn thing. Fucking worthless motherfuckers. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm at a loss that people could be so fucking lazy. They're just trying to get a buck. This is, this is the most beautiful thing about this. This Marxist ideology, it's just a money-making scheme for them. Yeah. It's like, oh, your ancestors were mean to me. Give me money. Why? What are you going to do with it? You already clearly already can't fucking make or spend money effectively already. You're looking, you're broke. Doesn't seem very fair. Uh, and if Barbados wins the legal battle, the country will set a precedent by letting its government seek reparations from wealthy descendants of slave owners like Cumberpatch, whose seventh great-grandfather bought the Cleveland Plantation in 1728. Like, okay, push pause real quick, folks. Okay. Suddenly, out of nowhere, you receive a letter from a specific country that says, hey, we have traced down through lineages that your family uh, was responsible for slavery in such and such a country, and we are now seeking out damages of you paying a certain amount of money. You're living, you're already living in America. Mm -hmm. Inflation's here. We're in a recession. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Things are scarce. You're not able to go out and do a lot of the things you once did because you got to save. And suddenly you're being told by this foreign country that you know literally probably nothing about, or just even in America, for example, maybe a family reaches out and said, our family or your family used to own my family. We want money. And they feel like you owe them your money. The audacity, the audacity of these pieces of shit, lazy motherfuckers to try and play this. To me, that's all this is. It's minorities trying to grift this to make some money. That's all this is. Why don't you just be like everybody else and go start an OnlyFans? What, what's the deal? Take pictures of your butthole. Go take, go do a fucking porta potty. Dubai porta potty. Go do that. The Cleveland plantation in Barbados was home to 250 slaves under the British Empire. Abolished slavery in 1834. Uh, when slavery was abolished, Cumberpatch's ancestors reportedly paid thousands of pounds in compensation, which equates to roughly 1.2 million today. At the time, the British government had taken out a loan to pay off slave owners. That loan was finally paid off in 2015. Damn. It remains unclear if Cumberpatch has ever benefited from the money his family received in the early 1800s. When asked if descendants of the Cumberpatch family would be pursued, David Commission or Barbados's ambassador to the Caribbean community and deputy chairman of the island's National Commission of Opera Reparations said, this is at the earliest stages. How, like, I'm sorry. Can you imagine a court saying you have to pay them? It's like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. What do you get to do? Like, no, I'm not paying you a fucking dime. You want my money? Go work for it. That's ridiculous. But that's, that's where we're at, folks. <clears throat> uh, some other funny news is Google... 
Uh, Google to pay $29.5 million settlement lawsuits over location tracking. The tech giant Google has reportedly agreed to pay $29.5 million to, sepa- to settle separate lawsuits with Washington, D.C. and Indiana over the company's location tracking practices. The Hill reports that Google has reached a settlement with Washington, D.C. and Indiana, agreeing to pay a total of $29.5 million to resolve separate lawsuits regarding its location tracking practices. A part of the settlements... The tech giant has pledged not to mislead users about the collection and use of their location data and location history and web and app activity. Um, Indiana Attorney General Todd Rokita has announced that the state has reached a settlement with Google for $20 million to resolve a lawsuit over allegations of deceptive location tracking practices. In a statement, Rokita said the settlement reflects the state's commitment to protecting consumers and holding companies accountable for their actions. Because we all know that this is a good win, but, you know, the government's really got to do a lot of good with that money, right? Whatever. Um, Fuck it. It's Google. I don't give a shit. Uh, And they were wrong. They know they're wrong. The settlement is another manifestation of our steadfast commitment to protect Hoosiers from big tech intrusive schemes, Rokita said. We will continue holding these companies accountable for their improper manipulation of consumers. Great. I'm not knocking this. This is good. But I also look at the government. It's like, what are you going to do with $20 million? You're going to give it to the users? But why don't you like distribute that amongst all your civilian populace? Do yeah, that. Right. They're not going to do it. They're going to they're put it in the government coffer and they're going to give it to Ukraine or some shit like that. I don't know. What do you think about you, uh, Zelensky coming to talk before Congress? Did you watch? In his pajamas? I, I just fucking, like, bro, put on a fucking suit. You're not doing any fighting. Like, you didn't squeeze the trigger, dude. This guy's got so much time on his hands. <sighs> He's posing for Vogue. He's doing all these things. In the midst of a war. Yeah, in the midst of a war, yeah. He, he comes over, takes a vacation. Yeah. Must with- not be that bad of an invasion if you're, like, able to say, like, hold on, guys. I realize we're being invaded, but I'm going to America. It's unbelievable. And to but- say, after we've given him... I think another forty-five million, and he has the audacity to say, "But it's not billion? enough." Yeah, forty-five billion. Forty-five billion is not enough. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, right. What is the rest of NATO doing? What is what is the UN doing? Dude, I'm, I'm so tired is, of us being bled dry for this. This shit. is one of the biggest money grabs in yeah. the history of the world. And the thing that for these me guys off, yeah. to spend hundreds of billions of dollars over to the Ukraine, mm-hmm. which in turn they give it to FTX to invest mm-hmm. in crypto, mm-hmm. then they support Democratic and Republican mm-hmm. candidates. Yep. And, then all, the, or, uh, and then all of a sudden now. it's gone. Yep. And now they left this idiot over there holding the bag who's pleading not guilty. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. This thing is... <laughs> it's a, so corrupt. The biggest money grab mm-hmm. in, in the history of our world. That's your money, folks. That is your money. Here they are talking about Trump's taxes, Trump's finances, mm-hmm. all this other bullshit. And mm-hmm. here they are, civil servants yep. making $180,000 at the most, yeah. becoming multi-multi-millionaires at the end of their careers. You saying that. I mean, that's why I totally get why communism and socialism like can be million, to people. Not just $5 million, not just $10 million. Yeah, multi-millionaires, yeah. Like $100, yeah. $150 million. Yep. These people are <clears throat> such scumbags. And yep. the fact that they have these people that support them is just... Blindly. Blindly supporting them. I mean, those guys have to be getting paid, too. You can't just go it's, along with this kind of bullshit and think... Mm, it's on the it's on the up and up. Yeah, these guys are okay. Liberals supporting this on Twitter or like going after Trump's tax yeah. returns and stuff. It's going like Trump didn't pay his fair share. It's like so okay. Like you're, you're you're angry about this, but then you're not angry about the government sending our yeah. money overseas. Like your their logic doesn't make sense to me. Like you're not upset but these that people these <clears throat> government officials become millionaires. Yeah, off of being yeah a senator a mm-hmm. congressman. Yep. 
that doesn't seem strange to you. The fact oh, that they're getting true. all these insider trading information, yeah. that doesn't bother you. The fact that they'll sell 10,000, 20,000 books over to China, mm-hmm. that's a, that seems legit. Okay. All the stuff is just But yeah. Trump using the tax code. If he broke the law, then he should, you know. Be, so that, that's uh, be, my question. It's like, okay. Did he break any? Did he break any tax laws? Did he break if any not, laws? Then you've gotten it. He no, didn't. He, he didn't they break any nothing. tax laws. Basically, he used the loopholes yeah. that the historic our, our historic Congress put into place. So, like Trump's basically using the system that Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, that they all voted in favor of yeah. over time. Yes, Pelosi. All this was, folks. January sixth. I think it's done. I think the commission's over. The the uh, the January sixth. Um, Where they spent committee. Millions and millions, millions more of do, our dollars. All this was was a political yeah. hit job to go after Trump using taxpayer dollars to do so. All they got was Trump's tax returns. Now, granted, here's the deal. If somebody gets busted for tax fraud or evasion, I ain't even upset because fuck the government. Yeah. If I could figure out a way to fuck the government over on taxes, I would. And the only other way is to like move to an island offshore to where, like, I think... Oh God! Which island is it? It's uh, it's in the Caribbean to where you don't pay tax. Like tax is like one percent. Is it the Caymans? Something like that. It's like one percent. It's like fuck. We should just move shell shock over there, know, and then man. we wouldn't be paying the government so much fucking money. Because what do they do for us? They don't help us make sales. Nothing. They don't help us do anything. So it's like, why don't we just move? What we could do is probably eat some shipping costs because shipping's gonna be a little bit more expensive over there. But we'd be saving it in fucking tax money. Yeah. So folks, is it really any wonder why so many jobs go overseas? Is it really any wonder because they're getting tired of getting bled for taxes? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing to me, but nobody seems to care. Instead, it's like, they're not paying their fair share. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself why we're paying so much to begin with? And if we need to pay our fair share, why is that even the situation that we're facing right now? What's the fair share? Exactly. What is that? What is a fair share? Give me a number. Every single one of these stupid leftist retards like Elon could have solved world hunger. Really? Because you do, and that's, that's why these liberals, they're so stupid because it's not so simplistic. Well, they could have solved hunger in Africa. You mean some of the most corrupted governments that steal from their own? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, there, there's no fixing this. Oh, no. They're you, in poverty because of corrupted governments. You know, right now, we produce enough food to feed the entire world. Doesn't surprise me. Like, oh, it, it just comes Doesn't down surprise to the logistics me. of getting We to couldn't where it even send shit over to fucking Puerto Rico yeah. during the hurricane without it being raided and pilfered or people hiding it because it was pro-Trump. Yeah. That was that mayor. Yep. She should have been fucking strung up. Yep. Now, imagine that going to a third world country where we really have no say. You think that? Oh, come on now, folks. But again, we, we are one of the dumbest nations I've ever seen in my entire life. We are yeah. so fucking stupid. But that's where we're at. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. Great first episode for the new year, 2023. Good Lord, who knows what's in store for us this year. But we're happy to be back. Good things, good things. Good things, good things, hopefully. But anyway, if you haven't done so, check out shellshockcbd.com. And again, orders of $50 or more gets you entered into the end of the month giveaway for the new, brand new iPhone. Brand new iPhone, what do you got to lose? Nothing. You got nothing to lose. So what are you waiting for? Go over there. And I think code Burke saves you 10%. Go check that out. And we got a lot of great things in store for you this year. Uh, we got some guests getting lined up. I'm really excited to get some people on here to have some really interesting discussions. Drunken Debates coming back. We got some new companies being launched. A lot of things in the works. A lot of great things in the works. So we're excited to see where this goes. And it's great to be back home. I missed I missed doing this a little bit. Yeah. So missed you guys. Don't forget to go follow me on Twitter at John Burke Rants. Once again, here is uh, the link. It's twitter.com slash John Burke Rants. Until tomorrow. You got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great day. As always, you stay savage, America.